0: This This week on Out out Now now with Aaron Aaron and Abe, Abe.
1: we're talking
0: A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, neighborhood, Frozen 2, and and Jojo JoJo Rabbit. Rabbit. (laughs) I think that's awesome.
1: Wait a minute, I forgot my introduction. We are now recording and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Out now is a film podcast where Abe and I discuss new movies weekly. We cover some various movie topics, jump into a mostly spoiler-free review, then jump back to the other movie topics This is episode 387. 387. Couldn't hear you, it was pretty cold. It seems like it's frozen out here. Well, it's a good thing you brought that up, because this week we have a triple header. Triple header? I know. That's three movies. (laughs) Yeah. In a baseball (laughs) reference. (laughs) Go Packers! Go sports team! <laughs> We're talking Frozen 2. Uh-huh. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood part 2. And JoJo Rabbit part 2. Wow, a there's lot only, of uh, sequels here. There's only one part 2. <laughs> <laughs> mm, got to get it. Okay, okay. There's a part a... 2, there's a there's a there's a <laughs> biopic and there's an adaptation.
2: It's quite a lengthy uh, amount of uh, movies here. It's it's going to be a comprehensive review.
1: It is, and I'm calling this episode A Beautiful Day in the Frozen Rabbit. I think that is. Mm, we'll work on it it's already on the it's already on the facebook page Sorry, <laughs> and joining, okay joining us this week a shorts programmer for the newport beach film festival she's not lost in the woods it's the lovely anna Bosch.
0: oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> lost in the woods oh we'll get to that later i guess Hi. How,
1: how are you doing to today hi anna
0: i'm doing well i'm just a little tired got off of work now we're here
1: I like. I always like when the guests give us status updates. Like it's one thing mm-hmm. to say hi. It's like yeah, all right, hi. Yeah, I said hi to you before we started the show. But you know to get get some like
0: yeah. I saw you. You took me out of my car. <laughs> walked me to the steps.
1: You took me out of my car. What?
0: Yeah. Well, he walked me out. Or uh, how do you I'm already tired. I'm already getting tired with these.
1: I I got, I got home from work. Oh, he
0: approached as my a gentleman.
1: I walked <laughs> over and opened the door to her vehicle and escorted uh-huh. her into the room so we can start this podcast. That's, that's what
2: mm. happened. That is and true. And who right? says she'll is dead.
1: <laughs> Not this guy, that's for sure.
2: But yes, Anna
1: is back with us to join for our, our triple header review of all these movies. Um, and yeah, we're going to have some Woo-hoo. fun. But let's get to some show notes first real quick. Show notes. Let's see. First up, we have a new commentary track out for Interview with a Vampire. That's up there. That's on iTunes and everything now. To, to lay out some recording plans where this episode is going to come to you pretty quickly by the time we record it. Good turnaround While here. While
0: you're eating your turkey meal. Yeah,
1: so get ready for that wow. before Thanksgiving. Yeah, Happy Thanksgiving by the way to all our... Happy followers. Thanksgiving. Happy Uh-huh. Um, and just to give a heads up, next week for the next episode we'll be talking about Knives Out and then the week after that we'll be talking about The Irishman, which is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know... Get ready to plan for those episodes, and of course, we have a new commentary track coming for Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith.
2: Mm. Uh, so that'll
1: be that'll be December's commentary track since that's coming soon. Yeah. Um, some of you have probably heard of it, um, but yeah, let's Never. See. iTunes reviews, ratings—good to get those. Helps out our show, helps other people find our show. If you want to log into iTunes, search right now there and it, You can do just that. You can enjoy all of our silliness. We have plenty of episodes, and by doing that, you can also be like, "Hey, there's this section I can uh, click on—a star rating and review. You, that'd be great." <laughs> <laughs> there's a section that you can do that? What's it called? Ratings
2: and reviews? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much in
1: advance. Uh, we have an email from Wait, one are of- the
0: stars colored?
1: Mm-hmm. They're yeah, gold. They're gold. Oh, yeah. Neat. We have an email from one of our yes. listeners. Yes. Um he uh sent this one in, it's titled The babadook Duke. And uh he writes, Dear Aaron and Abe, I'm writing to express to you my thanks for your great podcast and especially for your horror specials, which has given us and given me a new appreciation for the genre. As a self-confessed scaredy cat, I've never had I've never much followed horror. Much, but your in-depth discussions and Abe's valiant efforts in watching horror movies—that he was too—that he too was not a hundred percent comfortable with—made me realize that a good story can appear in many different formats. I've even managed to convince my loyal fiance, now my wife, to let us screen horror movies during the Halloween season for our regular movie nights. And so, for Halloween this year, we finally got to see the Babadook, which you both really liked. We were only slightly, incredibly terrified. More importantly, I finally got to hear. The special podcast that Aaron did with his mom those many moons ago, I had saved it for the day in which I finally got the nerve to see that film. You two bounced off each other so naturally, and it was a joy to hear you discuss the movie, even though I was aware this would be for the last time. So, Aaron, please allow me to express my belated heartfelt condolences for your loss. She was a remarkable woman. Uh, thank you for that, Alex. Uh, forgive me for being modeling, but this is an inherent joy that comes from listening to your podcast. You just—you don't just discuss movies and then celebrate, you celebrate them. And I wanted you to know just how much that's appreciated. Your faithful listener, Alex Alessandro. P.S. I'm currently on my honeymoon in Japan. I figured you guys would enjoy this photo of a life-size Godzilla head from the Godzilla Cafe in Tokyo. He attached a picture Those himself with this Godzilla Those amazing thing. photos. <laughs> yeah, He's, like, standing, like, right next to it. And it looks like Godzilla's gonna eat him. But thank you so much for the email, Alessandro. Yeah, thank you very much. Much appreciated, for sure. Yeah. And, yeah, the horror episodes are certainly a lot of fun. And, um... We've been doing those in October. We've, ta- we've te- we talked about the idea of doing other like months that are themed after something in the future, so we'll still Asian see. Asian American that. history, Month. Asian American history. Which month is that? I think that's like April or something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Uh, but yeah. Okay, well, that's show notes. Let's move, let's move on. Let's get to some Know Everybody. Reach, we each week ask each other a question or two. Try to set the tone for the podcast. I better get to no Everybody. Nobody. See, this week, Abe and I because there's only it's the two of us and on it like on what sharing two screens we have the video on so we can see each other talk and abe could have looked into the camera oh, and saw us say no everybody so we could have timed it out perfectly <laughs> But he refused to do that. I'm looking up which month is Asian American. History. <laughs> so like I'm sitting here with Anna and we just perfectly crushed the know everybody. She didn't even look at me. We just nailed it. This was like the best. And Abe's like, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Hold on. Oh, um, it's
2: May.
0: <laughs> See, I was going to say, I was like, it can't be April. I'm thinking cause of the film festival, how they do like the different screenings. I'm like, wait, it can't be April. But now everyone knows it's May.
1: There we go. There you go. Let's, uh, I have a question for you guys. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Earth, wind, water, or fire?
0: Oh, I'm mm. going with earth, wind, fire, like the band for a second.
2: I'm going to say heart!
1: <laughs> You're going with heart? That,
2: that's a uh, Captain Planet Cause you want, joke.
1: Because you, you want the monkey.
2: <laughs> well, also, you know, without it, Captain Planet wouldn't be alive, I guess? I, don't I mean, know. he
1: says that, but that seems more so, like it. Mean, I, I'm, I'm going
2: to go with those four options. I, I think I'd go with earth.
1: Hmm. Where are you guys wind. leaning?
0: So are we like these elements? Yes. Oh. Mm. Hmm. I'm thinking. Mm.
1: It's not wind for me. I just I don't know why. I just don't. Not want That wind. To. Uh, Probably it water should. for me. Water. Cool.
0: Mm. I feel like let's go with fire. All right. Fire.
1: I'm with water just because there's, there's 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 <laughs> lots of things with. I mean, you can turn water into a solid. Then you got yourself some land. Can you turn earth into a liquid? I don't think so. Just saying. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong?
0: I've got a question for you guys. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I make Just a point and nobody water, cares. Water.
1: <laughs> uh, have you, you know guys what? gone to summer camp?
0: Summer camp? No.
1: I have been to summer camp once. I've never been to summer camp. I went to, called it was called Camp Swig. It's a Jewish summer camp. Uh-huh. I went one summer, not even a summer. It was like maybe maybe a week. Mm-hmm. It was... Half a fortnight. It had to be before my bar mitzvah, so I want to say I was, like, 11 or 12, maybe. Before uh, you are a man, got it. Yes, before I was a man. Um, <laughs> and it was okay. Like, I never had a desire to, like, go back or do it again. That's kind of my takeaway from summer camp. <laughs> got it. <laughs> yeah. Last The only summer,
0: summer camp I did was Camp Cucamonga.
1: Is that, uh... What is
2: that? That sounds pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: say,
1: say what a, it is it's
0: a movie
1: it's a movie yes what? <laughs> it's like a it's disney just... channel movie uh, okay
0: it has like what dj from full house it has i don't know what, like their names right now but like urkel is in there there's you know
2: oh <laughs> people realize that it was like a, a tgif
1: mashup movie <laughs> Well, they all have the same contract, and it's all Disney. So.
0: Yeah,
1: step, yeah, step by step, out. day by day. Okay. You know, I was
0: actually thinking about the first question again. I would probably would go was just wind.
2: Okay.
0: Yeah. There you go. Because the wind is beautiful. You could, it, it blows. Can, yeah. yeah, a lot of colors in it. It. <laughs> you can paint with all the colors of the wind. <laughs> but no, like the wind, like you know, like the cool air now, like it's cold outside, right?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, it's at least cool. here. And, yeah, but here. like
0: that fresh coolness, like it, it. Cleans out the dirtiness.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, okay. I'm going to just say it's really wind and not fire. Yeah. Mm. So now you saying like you don't care for wind you don't care for me. I...
2: It's so sad.
3: I just said wind wouldn't be my
2: choice. You <laughs> waited for you to give an answer. Waited two or minutes and
1: then I'm going to admit
0: up. I did skip over wind because he said he didn't really want to choose wind. And
1: I was like, oh, <laughs> So then I went with fire. You know, by last airbender rules, <laughs> wind and water get together, so.
0: <laughs> that really is the reason why I
1: skipped over it. <laughs> oh.
0: But it would be wind, and then, yeah, I've never been to summer camp, so.
1: There you go. Okay. That's how you play. No, no everybody. everybody. I, I legend you guys. I, I took a slight pause, <laughs> waiting for Abe to turn his head. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get us out of quickies. Great, Bert. Each would not know when we do talk about basically we do cookies. All right, All right. Anna. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Yes. yes, what happened? You've seen a number of movies with me I know. over the past few up. weeks. What are what are some movies you want to make note of right now?
0: Hmm, let's see. I liked Ford versus Ferrari. Uh-huh. I keep telling Aaron like it felt like, you know, these movies come award seasons or like those 2-hour films, which isn't a problem. I just joke with him sometimes about it. But I was like that one you know, it really did feel like it went 700 RPM.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: I liked it. It's going to be in my top 10. And then 1917, I'll just say, when people elaborate and they're like, oh, this is the best movie of the year. You know, those little taglines and pull quotes. No, this is really the best film of the year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right. Stop, stop everything. <laughs> no, Hollywood did not make any movies anymore. And I'll just leave it at this that. Year. Cause
0: I don't want to talk about it because it doesn't come out to what, December? Yeah. Christmas, like a I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, when it does come out, go see it.
2: I am jealous. I am a little bit, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it. I've
1: heard a lot of great things. It a- is, yeah. Hey, a- what have you seen recently?
2: I've seen Disney+, Plus because I'm on a seven-day free trial, and <laughs> I watched Three episodes of The Mandalorian. Um oh, so you caught three, up? You've, you've, I guess I, I, I saw three chapters, I should say.
1: You've seen the Baby Yoda that's all the rage now.
2: Yeah, yeah, I've seen I've seen a uh, Yoda. <laughs> uh, I, I put a little it's B apostrophe Yoda, so it's B Yoda. Um mm-hmm. And I've also rewatched uh, like all the content there is like on 4K. Um, so a lot of looking, it is, yeah. Yeah, a lot of it is. I was like looking at, movies. I was like, oh wow, I'm surprised that some of these. Animated movies from the 90s are, are in. I guess they've been upscaled, but um, some I watched, some of
1: them have, yeah. Like the yeah, like, but
2: yeah. I, I watched uh, Beauty and the Beast from 92, 91, 91, 91. It's a uh, you know it's a solid movie. So just a little bit of uh, some Disney stuff. Uh, what do you think little, of The Mandalorian? I mean, yes, right. <laughs> I. Know, I know that you love it and you're teasing on it, but I'm. It's good.
1: I didn't say I love I think, it. I just really like it, but I mean, I really I like, <laughs> it,
2: it's not. It's. What I like about uh, The Mandalorian is the production design of it. I mean, it looks beautiful, it looks fantastic, it looks like the Star Wars universe, obviously. I think that some of the nitpicks that I would have with that, it's not even issues, are just more of a. it's a little bit more of Mando himself. Is he called Mando, or is that just the name that Carl Weathers gave That's him? Just Carl
1: Weathers shortening the word <laughs> okay.
2: Mandalorian. Because everyone's been using Mando online, and I was like, is that his name? No, it's just we don't easier to write Mando that. than Mandalorian. <laughs> yeah, no, my my autocorrect goes to Manda Florian or whatever because I, I misspelled it the first time. But yeah, no, it, there's just like some minor nitpicks in there, but it looks pretty good so far, and I'm curious to see how it's gonna. Is it gonna be a full season?
1: It's an eight episodes, I believe, or nine yeah. episodes. It's eight, I, it's eight or nine episodes. Self-contained, like it'll I, end after those nine episodes. I mean, there'll be more seasons, but I mean, it's, oh it's a, okay, it's okay, a, okay. It's a construction of television. So I mean, it'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, 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 there's a beginning and an ending to this season. But yeah, it's yeah, I wasn't
2: best. sure if it was like a you know an HBO like short limited run series yeah, yeah, kind of thing.
1: Gonna, I mean, it's super popular, so it's gonna Get keep it. going.
2: Yeah, but yeah, maybe we had all the rage, and so. Okay. Uh, I raise you, people have done it online as well. I raise you Gizmo, but I also raise you uh, damn, I can't remember the other guy with the floppy ears that I remember. Anyway, there you go. Shiloh
1: the dog from that book, Shiloh? Shiloh? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I've just been catching up on, on some Disney Plus stuff. In terms of cuteness factor for weird creature things, I mean, they can all just live in the same boat. being 50 years old, he's really adorable. <laughs> We're talking about Werner Herzog, right?
2: Yes, yeah, okay. Werner, yeah.
1: All right. Um, I've seen a number of things. I'll go through them quickly. Saw Little Women on it. I saw that. Uh, it doesn't come out till a while, so I don't need to get into it right now. Um, I saw The Two Popes uh, mm. with uh, Anthony Hopkins and Jonathan Pryce. This is in theaters now limited. It comes out on Netflix, I think, in a week or two. Yeah. Mm. Um, it involves two popes. Uh, it's ba- yeah, it's based <laughs> off like the actual transition between two popes, one who actually retired, which is something that popes don't do, and their friendship. It's directed by Fer- Fer- Fernando Merez, who directed City of God and The Constant Gardener, two of my oh, favorite wow. movies. Uh, yeah. So I was uh, very interested to see this movie, and it's very well acted. John of the is pretty terrific in it. He's kind of the lead character, where Anthony Hopkins is more supporting. But they they have a great kind of chemistry together, and you get a lot of backstory regarding Jonathan Price's character, who plays it. He's 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 the current pope, so he's Argentinian, and you see a yeah. lot of like what led to him becoming the pope, um, which is, I have no real familiarity with the you know that system and whatnot, but in terms of like seeing this backstory about this man who had to deal with like government upheaval and what have you it's interesting and it's also quite funny like watching the the scenes between hopkins and price because it's who would have
2: thought catholics were funny
1: yeah i mean (laughs) these guys are just so like relaxed in terms of like where their station is and like how kind of above it all their positions but you can you know still just see them being casual but it's it's quite it's quite good um i certainly recommend it uh
2: price looks like he actually would be a person of, like, the church, or of clergy, doesn't he?
1: Well, it's because he played Argentinian before when he was in Evita, right? Like, I mean, there's, so it's... And here, like, he actually has to do an accent, uh-huh. and so it's like, and he, he does the job. Like, it, like the effort's there to, to kind of make it work.
2: People um, probably are like, man, this guy is so well, like, he's such a good actor. I don't know if he's, like, Irish or Scottish or whatever. They're like, no,
1: he's, he's just a really good actor. He's well, like, well, what that, is he, like? Well, well, he's, uh...
2: Some said, British which, thing, right?
1: No, oh, he's British, yeah. But he's yeah. I, But when he was when like that Pope was first like elected, like there was a lot of people that were confusing Jonathan Price with him. <laughs> like he, oh, really? Yeah, he's very has a good, his familiar look to him. Yeah. Let's see. Anna and I saw Marriage Story, Ooh. Um, which is uh, that's currently in theaters. It comes on Netflix next week as well. Netflix got a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was very good. Uh, it's very. <laughs> For a Noah Baumbach film, it certainly has the kind of sense of humor he's used to having, but it also has the kind of raw energy in terms of the fights and the emotion that comes with it. So it's Uh it can in the in the span of it being like enjoyable to whatever extent that means, it's also quite like difficult at times to watch as far as seeing arguments play out between this you know Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson's character as a couple that are. You know, ending their marriage and the their son who was caught in between this all and figuring it out and getting divorce lawyers that are played by uh, Alan Alda, Ray Liotta, and Laura Dern. There is, uh, there's just a lot, a lot of good performances all around. Adam Driver is pretty fantastic in this movie. Adam Driver's having a hell of a He's year. He's having quite the year. But yeah, um, yeah there, there's a lot there, and I, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Let's see. I saw I Lost My Body, another Netflix film, an animated French film. Hmm. Uh, this one is... It's a little grisly. What I'm, how I'm gonna, uh, I'll set it up. It's basically there's a hand that that just like like think thing from the Addams Family. Yeah. There's a hand and it's slowly crawling across the city, and then we get flashbacks to the person whose hand oh. this belongs to, and you see and you see him grow up. You see you see him from a child going into an adult, and you learned why the hand is separate from his body. Hmm. Um, that's all I'll say as far as the plot goes. But I found it quite good. Um, it's the animation's really neat. Um, but it's also like the way it tells its story is kind of macabre as it seems. It's a it plays well. It plays well as far as the like animated under the radar films that'll be like nominated for stuff. you be like, what's that movie? It's a it's a good one. Cool. Um, and lastly, Twenty One Bridges. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I saving I the best to for last. Later today. <laughs> saving the best for last. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually like this movie quite a not quite. It's it's good. I, it's a junkie action movie, essentially, but Chadwick Boseman is very good. Like he he plays this like this New York cop. He seems to have a record for using his weapon more times than than like <laughs> not necessarily isn't required, but he certainly has a, a knack for finding situations where he's so. Required if he to was a '90s his cop, he, his captain would be yelling at him all the time. Uh huh. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and his captain here is played by a uh, Keith David. Um there's a lot well, of the voice. Yeah, there's a lot of good like supporting actors here. Taylor Kitsch and Stefan James from a uh, Beale Street last year. They're they're like they play these two guys that get into the situation where a bunch of cops get murdered. Um and they're on the how, run. How is our boy Taylor? Taylor Kitsch is pretty intense, actually. Okay, know? so he, it's a good role. It's I mean he's never bad. Like, he's never
2: bad, but you know, <laughs> we support him here on the show. He's one of our uh yeah, he's, he's, he's one of our show. friends of the show.
1: Yeah. Uh but like it the plot there's nothing, like, groundbreaking about it. Every, like, surprise that there's supposed to be, you see coming, like, a moment before <laughs> it actually happens. You're like, oh, okay, this is going to happen now. And then it happens. But there's a lot of, like... The dialogue, I think, is actually pretty good. The the the, uh, the production value is, like, solid. Like It looks like a, a good New York movie. It's shot in New York and Philadelphia.
0: Are there any explosions?
1: There are no explosions. There are a lot of gunfights. Mm-hmm. And, again, Bozeman's, like, he has a good presence. Like... Everything I've seen him in—I mean, he's he's... like forty-two, and uh, and get on up, and uh, even that like whatever random like you know he hasn't done too much outside of Black Panther, obviously, but like he he brings a presence to the screen, and I really I really enjoyed what he what he was bringing to this movie. So like it's not one that's like required to see right away, but anyway, Twenty One Bridges. I mean, that's a lot of bridges, so you don't, don't want to miss that. <laughs> <laughs> just the practicality of it is is just really in question. Yeah, I mean, he, he says that what like he has a big trailer moment where he looks into the camera. And he's like, "Shut them all down." Is like, he look yeah. into the lens? He might as well. He might as well look <laughs> into the lens. He might, as, he might as well be like, remember when 3D wasn't a thing yet, so there'd only be like select scenes of the movie in 3D? Yeah, yeah. Like what, Superman Returns is my best example, because there's like, it even had like, indicators on the screen to be like, you gotta put your glasses on now. It should be 3D for <laughs> just the scene where he says, shut down all the bridges with parallax
2: <laughs> like the, he's like moving forward exactly. and like the the like whole the whole like, the whole, like the,
1: you know the the movie's like 100 minutes there should be just the 30 <laughs> seconds where he's where like uh it's like JK Simmons and Keith David are there and it's like what are we going to do and it, like it'll have the indicator come on screen so he has to walk up so you have time to put on your glasses then you go over and you're like shut them all down. He and like that was worth camera. $16 for a ticket. Exactly. Then you take the glasses off, you throw them away, you don't need them anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, you save them for later. <laughs> yeah, the credits will be in 3 d too. because why not? Um, <laughs> the, 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 it'll be a slight slant, so make it work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's out of quickies. DM. Let's move on now. Let's get to trailer talk, where we're talking about one of the newest weird trailers of the week, when it's coming out, what well, we thought of it, and what have you. This week, we got quite the trailer. It is for Call of the Wild, this is an adaptation of the Jack London novel starring Harrison Ford and a CGI dog as the, as as Wild. That's the dog's name, right?
2: Uh, sure.
1: It Wasn't
0: its Buck? I'm kidding.
1: Yes. Like, I, haven't, I haven't read this since I was like, like five honest, ten. I'm like, wait a minute. Um, the film is directed by Chris Sanders, who, who co-directed the first How to Train Your Dragon and directed The Croods. This is his live action debut, as far as the director goes. Anna, where did you think of the trailer for Call of the Wild featuring Harrison Ford being like, I got a dog?
0: Mm -hmm. So, as Aaron knows, I don't really watch trailers, so I just watched it before getting on the show here. And it looks fine. (laughs) I wasn't really like... And I looked at him and I was like, CGI, the dog, the dog. Are the other animals? Most likely, right? Is it just all CGI? Probably. I don't know. I don't really care for CGI, so it just... I get it that, like, the technology has gone really, you know, is really well done at times. But, like, here, it just, like, it kind of blends in, but then you can see it. I don't know. I don't think I'm too excited. But then you said, like, it's, um, what was the other movie?
1: Which other movie? Did
0: you say White Fang?
1: White Fang, yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I like that. And if it looked like that, then maybe I'd be more, like, interested.
1: hmm uh-huh.
0: But, yeah, that whole siege of the dog. And then <laughs> the end... <laughs> The dogs look. <laughs> it made me laugh. He kind of just gives that eye to Harrison Ford. It's like okay, but yeah, I have not much to say about it, you
1: guys. A hey, where you have called the wild.
2: Honestly, don't really have much else to add to that. With honestly, I mean, it looks fine. I think that Harrison Ford kind of just like going scruffy and living in the the woods <laughs> is like probably a, a huge reprieve that he wanted to do anyway. Where he's just like, yeah, let me just go to the to uh, Alaska, where this is filmed, and. Unless it was filmed on set in like Atlanta, that'd be weird. Um... I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but like what you're saying, when I was watching the trailer, uh, they got to some parts where the dog was running, and I was like, that dog doesn't look... Something's wrong with that dog. And then there's a part mm-hmm. where the dog is like trying to get through some barrier. And I was like, why does he look so cartoonish? Uh, and then, uh, yeah, the more that I looked at it, the more I realized that it looks like there's a lot of CG on the dog. And, and I kept wondering, wondering myself, don't they train dogs and don't they have dogs that could do this? And
0: they don't have to
1: pay them. I guess you don't have to pay them. Now, now <laughs> they you don't, don't have to
0: have them have working hours. <laughs> dogs
1: right. are notoriously greedy too, when it comes to their contracts. He, he German <laughs> shepherds. But you don't um, have to
0: worry about that whole, you know, no Piana animals thing. were hurt no animals were hurt at the
2: they probably the they there's probably still gonna put that in there anyway just to make sure that's but, true. Uh, yeah there will it, be it, real animals at time <laughs> i imagine
1: yeah. as well I'm sure
2: That there would be because why would they yeah. why would they have like a render of like a dog running through the snow mm-hmm. right um
1: uh, i mean okay, uh the movie was filmed in canada by the way vancouver British go. columbia so i mean it is they did take locations bbc so, uh, with all that being said, it looks fine. I mean, some of the
2: shots look really, really well done. Um, you know, there's parts of the scenery and also from the setting, just the train going and the smoke in the, from the train and whatever else. But we'll see. I mean, it's
1: probably going to be an okay movie.
0: Has anyone read the book?
1: I've read the Not book. In a while. Yeah, it's been. I mean, I, I have to imagine it's like maybe less than 200 pages, but mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's you know, it's, I know the story <laughs> i i don't disagree with you guys as far as like excitement level like yeah all right, they made a call of the wild movie but, you know i like harrison ford so if he, right. if, he, if he's coming out to do a movie i'm generally interested because as much as he does it for the money which he's very happy to tell you um <laughs> he's still you know a good screen presence as far as the dog i mean for one thing there's been multiple adaptations of this there's been a charlton heston version of call of the wild i mean so it's the lo- the logic I understand is we've done this movie before, so let's do it in a new way, sure. and given my complaints about something like The Lion King, where it's the technology there, as annoying as I found it as far as the the redundancy of the movie to begin with, but also this the lack of any kind of expression for the animals... This is the kind of thing you use it for. You're just like, okay, see, we created this technology, and now we can put it to use in other movies. At the same time, yes, it's an IP. It's called, it's an adaptation of a book that mm-hmm. you know. It's not something original. But I, I see, you know, the groundwork to get us to a point where we can have a movie called Call of the Wild and, repl- and just try to have a dog in it that's completely CG. Mm-hmm. That... Whether or not it's the preferred way of doing things, I understand the logic of, like, trying a fresh way to adapt the story that's been adapted before. Sure. I'd like to think that by the time it comes out, the effects will be, you know, better because it's still early, so it's not completely... One can hope. But, I mean, yeah, as far as, like, taking this story and putting it on the screen, that's not something that makes me go, like, oh, man, I can't wait for this. But Harrison Ford, it will probably look good enough... It's neat to see animation directors come to live action. So I'm curious how Chris Sanders fares um, in the same way that, you know, Brad Bird and Andrew Stanton and Trevor or Travis Knight have in the past. Um, So, you know, we'll see how that goes.
0: Perhaps people will get on Twitter and be like, Sonny the Hedgehog. And then a dog will get a new rendering or something. (laughs) Use a real dog.
2: Give him more (laughs) jobs.
0: You
2: should start it right now. Hashtag more
1: dog jobs. Yeah, more dog jobs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> we should raise awareness about this, guys. That's what I was yeah. Alright, Call of the Wild Rives arrives in theaters, uh February twenty first, twenty twenty. So I got oh, some time. Oh, right. Got a few months.
0: Also, sure. meanwhile we're just like talking with everything. You know the episode and Abe was like, uh, he doesn't know about that. What did you name it? A beautiful day in a frozen rabbit. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about like, that's kind of odd. Like that means you're inside a rabbit. It's frozen. How I mean
2: Luke did day? it with the dog right. Todd.
1: So I mean maybe you're in its mind.
0: I was thinking, <laughs> where is it? You would uh-huh. just said the frozen rabbit neighborhood.
1: <laughs> You're not wrong. And it's, and it's shorter.
0: The frozen rabbit neighborhood.
2: The frozen rabbit neighborhood. I like it.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. I Strange, just distract- but I like it. I was kind of just like going to thought while here's, you're talking. Here's what I'll do. <laughs> no, no, no. You don't I'm have gonna, to change it, though. Uh, no, I'm not
1: going to. I'm, I'm going to put a poll up on our Instagram page.
0: <laughs> we'll see who
1: votes for the better title. That's That's, okay. that's, that's what I'm going to do. So
0: episode 387 can be A Beautiful Day in the Frozen Rabbit
1: mm-hmm.
0: or episode 387 the frozen rabbit neighborhood
1: yes i'll probably forget this until i start editing and then that's when i'll <laughs> do the poll so stay so by the, by the time you're hearing this there will be a poll up on our instagram page <laughs> instagram.com slash underscore podcast and you can vote for this title
0: that's where my thought went through I, all this discussion. i
1: appreciate the. you're thoughts. welcome I, it's good to get
0: feedback
1: feedback <laughs> feedback all right let's move on now let's get to our first main review let's get to our first of three main reviews for a beautiful day in the neighborhood
0: Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers in here.
3: It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a
0: neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Mr. Rogers I'm here to interview you
3: it is so nice to meet you you okay I'm profiling Mr. Rogers Lloyd please don't ruin my childhood
1: that should have been some of the trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood last year Morgan Neville released the documentary Won't You Be My Neighbor a well-received documentary covering the life of Mr. Rogers a biopic seems redundant but the announcement of Tom Hanks cast as Fred Rogers certainly seemed fitting enough Fortunately, director Muriel Heller went a different direction with A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, a drama focused on Matthew Reese's Lloyd Vogel, a cynical journalist assigned to write a profile piece on Mr. Rogers. Anna, did you like this approach to the story?
0: I did. I feel like this film was very enjoyable. It has good direction with the script. It doesn't linger you on, you know, with the story. It gets you right into it, like as soon as it starts, you you get straight to the point with um, the simplicity of how Mr. Rogers did like the Hello Neighbor welcoming. Mm-hmm. And then to back up a little bit, just like the logo and the camera panning over the miniature and stuff, like it gets you already involved. And if you are a fan or you've seen the show, like you already know where it's going. So it kind of, it already gives you that hook. It pulls you in. Mm-hmm. And I think like the approach with that, like there's a lot of good transitions, like I'm sure we can talk about a little bit later. But I think it's it's well done, and the miniatures are neat. Let's see. I think the one thing that it's not an issue, but it's like kind of a thought of like, are you supposed to care about the journalist, like his feelings, you know? Because I don't think it really like pulls you in with his emotion. Mm -hmm. Like you can tell like he's frustrated, he has some pain there, but I don't know like if it gives weight to like more of him. Like you're supposed to, of course, like feel for him. Because it's not really Mr. Rogers' story. Like, yeah, no, story. it's not. A I don't story think about it's him. it's not like when you go into it, it's not about Mr. Rogers at all. It's more of him like help guiding this individual through his life that's going on per- his personal life, and that's what's interesting about it too.
1: Abe, you have not seen the
2: movie, as well I have yet, not. So. so I'm going to ask you guys questions like yeah. uh, you know after you guys talk about it. Yeah,
1: for sure. Well, I I I agree. I really liked the film as well. I liked it more than I expected. Uh, not beca- like I was aware that the movie wasn't going to be a straight biopic of Mister Rogers, but I wasn't uh-huh. sure like how the structure was going to function exactly. And what I like is that it plays like an extended episode of Mister Rogers' show, which is something you asked me before we saw the movie. Like, is it just like an episode of Mister Rogers? Yes. And I was like, no. I was like, well, it's like a biopic, but not. <laughs> but I didn't realize that it really is actually like an episode of Mister Rogers. That just happens to be like nine, you know, two hours long.
0: And that's what really like helps. It works.
1: It, it does. makes you, it's
0: like a what, like a show within a show? Or uh-huh. in this case, it's a show within a movie. Because, it, like, the you have Mr. Rogers, that's his TV show, and then you segue into the journalist's life, and then now that's the movie part.
1: Mm-hmm. And I I can hear what you're saying as far as, like, Matthew Reese's character as, as Lloyd, as far as trying to pull you in. I guess the best way I can chalk it up is that this movie's PG, and it needs to, like, bring in audiences and to get into, like, his, his, <clears throat> his backstory involving like the trouble he has with his father played by chris cooper who i think is great in this movie um chris cooper's hiding uh (laughs) uh-huh he i i think if you if you want to if you have to show that relationship it's tough to do in a movie that's aimed at a a family audience and so it's hard to be like let's show the the real depths of you know lloyd and what he's going through or whatnot
0: but like i get that and i i Mm. I could i could understand it Uh it was just like i'm thinking like if with another viewer like if someone's watching this are they supposed to be like emotionally connected of course that's probably what their goal is mm-hmm. but like for me I don't feel like I was emotionally connected but I can understand it still that's
1: fair like, and I you... still I
0: mean I don't not like the movie that's fair I do I, like, like
1: I, I don't think the movie's perfect by any means but I do think it's very good and I think and I, I I think both Reese and Hanks bring a lot to it Hanks obviously he's a very good actor I would say though not even a criticism but like Hanks is not the kind of guy that transforms into another person. Like that's not the kind of actor he. He's not Christian mm, Bale. I know what you mean. You know? Yeah, right. Like, so he's
0: not really Mr. Rogers. Yeah, he's, he's still Tom Hanks yeah. playing. No, it's not more. It's more like mannerisms. So he never
1: got lost in the Tom you don't Hanks. Get, yeah, because he's more like he's more like Denzel Washington, where they're like they're actors that like they can do a they can do a role and they can do an emotion and whatnot, but it's not about like physically t- turning into somebody else. Right, because
0: right. like his voice is still his voice. Yeah, he's still it's, like he can't, or I mean, he could if he wanted to to. to to change it to sound like more of a Fred Rogers. There's a, there's a
1: clear choice to make him, he, he's more or less a Tom Hanks doing this kind of performance, but I don't see it as like a parody. It's still like you capture the nice quality of like the, the kind of inviting, like I want to help you quality that Mr. Rogers brings. And I think that, I think the the choice there is I think important because if you had an unknown actor playing Mr. Rogers, you risk being like, well, this guy has no weight compared to the actual Mr. Rogers. Right. And if you, if you, by casting Tom Hanks, Because he's so well-known and because he has this kind of, you know, his own, Tom Hanks has his own aura around him, it's kind of a natural fit to have him in this role, especially because the movie's not a biopic. Because it's about him at a distance, Mm -hmm. he's helping somebody else, you get a good sense of what, what what Mr. Rogers is trying to do without having to delve into who he is. And if anything, he's kind of the antagonist, where the way he plays in this movie... He Lloyd is trying to interview this man and he's basically refusing to answer super personal questions about himself and he throws it back at Lloyd. He uh-huh. keeps asking Lloyd questions. Mm-hmm. He makes it uncomfortable sometimes. And it's an interesting dynamic that they have, but you kind of, you learn about Rogers because of that. You learn about that through Lloyd's interactions with him, through meeting like his wife, through meeting the other people that work on the TV show. It's all neat in that regard. Uh, and at the same time you get this story about Lloyd who's dealing with his a, 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 a strange a strange father. father a wife and a new ch- a new baby mm-hmm. a baby that looks very much like a baby um, so <laughs> what does that a, mean it's a fake like baby <laughs> i mean there's a lot of movies where there's babies and they're not you know they're not babies they're like i uh, got gotcha. well isn't it, like, there are
0: moments where it's not a real baby I mean,
1: there might be but it, right? I mean, well, but I mean, but, but, like, but like the actual baby they use when they show the baby, it just looks like an actual, yes. it's not, it doesn't look like a three-year-old being like, shows. it's like, yeah, it's a baby, see? It's like, not a CGI. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not <laughs> Buck. It's not Buck dressed up in a diaper.
0: But no, uh, getting back to like his performance, though, because it's the mannerisms, like I was trying to say, it's uh-huh. just the the zipper, putting on the sweater. You have to get that correctly for people to understand, oh that the shoe and the, the, the struggles the like
1: the awkwardness that he yes, like it's not the perfect. way he
0: uses his hands uh-huh. like his movements so like i mean that's probably like a better way to go about discussing his performance cuz of course you're going to get people like oh he doesn't look like mr rogers he doesn't sound like him
1: and it's not the point
0: but it's not the point cuz it's again not so much about him but in a way very underlining of like it is because if you've seen the show like did you? You said you you never seen the show. I've I've
1: if I've seen the show, I have no real memory of what of watching Mister Rogers' Neighborhood.
0: Have you seen the show, Abe? Yeah,
2: I've when seen it, but I, I'm in the same boat with Aaron. I I remember bits and pieces, but it's not as though it was super cohesive.
0: Okay, I really enjoyed the show when I was uh-huh. a kid. I'm sure
2: I probably did too. I just I
1: don't have a memory of it. And too. so
0: like I think that's when it segues into into the house like it did in the show, and then there's Rogers, Mister Rogers, there to greet you. And then he goes into with his board and like he has this whole board and he opens it and then he talks about a new friend that he met. He talks
1: about Lloyd yeah, and it's Lloyd. About, yeah.
0: And then he talks about how he's hurt and that's the whole like part of the show like away from the movie. It's a neat framing it was, device. It is a neat um, framing device, but away from the show, that's how Mr. Rogers was. It was always a show about like learning to get through like emotions for kids because kids go through so many emotions and having to deal with certain things like death or. Um, anything, just in particular, mm-hmm. right? With with things, just people go through, but specifically with children. And so it's interesting how he picks Lloyd because,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? He's like down as a journalist. He's very negative. He
1: picks someone that feels broken to him.
0: And Mister Rogers picks Lloyd, mm-hmm. and Lloyd doesn't pick him. And right, there's like a scene where he even says, like, you picked me because you like certain kind of people, like broken mm-hmm. people, like him, mm-hmm. right? And that all of that is just neat because it is like helping in a way mm-hmm. to get him through his personal yeah, struggles it, it's the kind of it's like a therapist in a way it is and it's
1: i mean again it's a, it's a pg move like it is based off a real esquire article that was written by tom Jinnon. um and it's you know loosely adapted from his own life um <clears throat> and then there are some – it is fantastical in a way where Lloyd is assigned to do, like, a profile piece on Mr. Rogers, and, like, this guy's, like, a award-winning journalist, and he's like, here, take all the time you need to write a 400-word essay on Mr. Rogers, and he's like, all right, I've taken all this time, and I've written, like, you know, a 10,000-page article about Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't think that's how journalism works, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> take
0: your time. Have a month.
1: Um, but it has – I, I just oh, want to ahead, say, sorry. like, I think the film also impressed me because of how stylish it is. Like, it has a lot going on as far as the direction goes, which is another reason why, for all the work, all the effort that I put into seeing biopics and being like, okay, here's another one of these. Like, this movie, it has a lot going for it visually. Like, Ana, you mentioned the miniatures that they use. There's all these, like, establishing shots of mm-hmm. of, of New York and Philadelphia, of Philadelphia, uh, Pittsburgh where it's done as if it's in Mr. Rogers' show. So there's miniatures of New York City or whatnot to show, to like establish the scene or whatnot. It's it's really clever that way. It, it keeps the kind of framing in mind as far as being a long episode of Mr. Rogers and just shows you something different. Like, you've, you've seen establishing shots of New York before. This is like, a, it's trying to do something with that, with the kind of premise it's set up for you.
0: And what's interesting within the framing, too, like, you end up having Lloyd basically be in the show. Mm-hmm. Like, he is in the show of... Mr. Rogers, which is very interesting. But it's also just like the emotions that are going through like how every time Lloyd is, confronts Mr. Rogers, it's him turning into a child. Like he gets angry as a child mm-hmm. and like you see him. There's a scene where he has Daniel, the tiger, and it's um, trying to, you know,
3: get it out of get
0: him. it out of him. ask him the questions and you can just see him just change into that angry child that's confused that's just all over the place and broken and just wanting to, like, not meet his fears and, like, get through everything he's going through. But it ended up turning around towards the end.
1: It has to find certain beats to turn a a very cynical man around. And I do like the way it manages to accomplish this.
0: And it does show, like, there is a moment, too, where he, like, asks Lloyd, like, How does he get his feelings out? And he kind of just says, like, do you... I don't know exactly the words, maybe, like, yelling a pill or something, but he says, like, or do you just hit the notes hard on a piano? And that's why, like, one part of the film, like, he does that. Mm -hmm. And he shows... What it shows, though, like, with that is that no one's perfect because even though people see Mr. Rogers as, like, a wholesome person, like, he did have his own struggles, like, I think... Was it? He talks about it in the movie a little bit how well, he, his his, he wife, was,
1: his wife talks to him about it a little bit and yeah he talks about like about he, was, he was heavy he was heavier when he was and a kid just to
0: make fun of him uh-huh. but even like you could just of course search it like his own like history like he didn't have friends so his puppets mm-hmm. were his friends as a child so it's interesting to see that be interpreted in his show and as he got older and how that helps because you know with puppets with children it's something that helps it feels like a safe yeah um way to talk about your emotions for mm-hmm. some than actually just sitting in a room with someone and looking in their face and trying to talk about things but also just like i got excited because there's like you go do the whole picture picture the trolley comes by and mm-hmm. they even go into the make-believe land mm-hmm. or the Blank. neighborhood of make-believe yeah and Again, like those transitions, they work so well because mm-hmm. then you get Lloyd in that land and it's very interesting. They, they scale him down to be like puppet size and everybody else around him is bigger.
1: Yeah, I was impressed with this movie. Like I there there's ways to make this either far too saccharine or too much of like an after school special. I think it really did a good job balancing all the elements. There's a scene on a subway that's in the trailer where everyone sings the song to Mr. Rogers, and there's a way you can play that that just doesn't work, but I thought it was pretty sweet, just like the way the way you kind of the way Lloyd gets to see how this man is treated in reality. Like there is a lot there that I think works to both convince you that we're watching a movie about Mr. Rogers to an extent as well as just give you you know enter you into the kind of atmosphere that he was surrounded by regardless of how much he felt he was a hero which is the whole like topic of conversation between lloyd and mr Rogers to begin with Mm -hmm. any other thoughts on a beautiful day in the neighborhood before we move forward
0: no i think that was pretty good (laughs) (laughs) hopefully
1: when should people see this movie
0: i would say go see it when it comes out has it come out yet? It's
1: out. Yeah. It out, is. Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Then go see it.
1: <laughs> I would agree. Because
0: it was very enjoyable.
1: I think it's quite good. Yeah.
0: And we got ties
1: yeah.
2: when
0: we went to the screening.
1: <laughs> yes, we were bribed with ties. So <laughs>
2: we're
0: telling you to go see it now. And to really give it, it an lotion. A
2: plus cinema score.
1: <laughs> it got an A plus cinema score. So. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> really, like an A minus. But no, um, it's
0: very enjoyable, and it's definitely one to go see.
1: For sure. Yeah. Cool.
2: All Aaron right.
0: calls it a cinematic hug. A big cinematic hug.
2: A big cinematic Is that Aaron Newworth or Aaron tha <laughs> No, it's Aaron Newworth. Ah, <laughs> uh, got it. Okay. Not okay. the other guy. Yeah, the other guy is really... You got to watch out for that guy, Aaron. He might be identity stealing.
1: <laughs> we'll find out. All right. <laughs> let's let's uh, let's move on to our next review for Frozen 2. The kingdom is not safe find who is calling to
3: you they may have answers
1: I'm going with you Anna, no excuse me, I climbed the North Mountain, survived a frozen heart and saved you from my ex-boyfriend so, you know, I'm coming
3: that's normal
1: where are we? (gasps) how did you get in the forest? the mist parted for us impossible
3: Where did you learn magic?
1: That should have been some of the trailer for Frozen too. After six years, Frozen has returned and things are getting serious. Taking place three years after the original, Queen Elsa has begun hearing mysterious sounds from the north, so she and her sister, Anna, head that direction, along with Kristoff, Sven, and Olaf. Heading to an enchanted forest, they encounter lost individuals, along with some new revelations regarding the spirits of the land and Elsa's magical ice powers. The film arrives with a whole new soundtrack as well, as this is a musical, Anna, where are you with, with Frozen? In general? like, where are you with the first film? What did you think of this movie?
0: I'm thinking that I did like the first one. It's been a long time, or did we see it again? We've
1: watched it re- recently, fairly like, recently,
0: maybe two years ago or something, perhaps. But it feels like it's been forever since, of course, the first time.
1: The first time in forever. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, but I feel like the first one was from my like memory. That it was enjoyable because it's like this fun story between sisters so yes the first one seemed enjoyable the second one i didn't feel like it was enjoyable i was trying to remember today too and i asked like the kids i work with i was like does it start with them as kids
3: yeah or that. does
0: it start with them when they're older and then it goes to them talking about like the whole thing about their mom singing a lullaby to them
1: you get a backstory yeah
0: but is it with them older first no you yeah. have
1: the Starts with yeah. the older first. No, you get the kids first. Was oh, it the kids first? Yeah, you get like a, the you know like the parents are talking to the kids about uh, stuff. Ah,
0: yes. Because they're like
1: making that. like ice castles or whatever. Okay, so it is. It starts Reg- with the kids, yeah. Yeah, regardless. Well,
0: I feel like that was like something I needed to like resolve because <laughs> it was just like where is the story going? So I'm like, where did it start off? And so so I feel like the story is lacking. Really, I feel like the songs aren't ones that you can remember as well like I can't tell you a title from the songs and what else the only thing I feel that it was kind of funny or engaging was like Olaf's like quick recap
1: mm-hmm.
0: but I did like literally was like with Aaron like kind of thinking like is this almost over because I was just like I don't know where this is really going
1: hey what do you think of the movie Uh,
2: what's amazing about this movie is that it is a movie that's, what was the last one? The last one was like three years ago? Six years ago? Six years ago. Six years ago. And, you know, they they spent a lot of time in development. They won Academy Awards. And they came back with this one to make it a sequel. And Disney, to my knowledge, doesn't really make a whole bunch of sequels either, right? This is
1: like their fourth.
2: Yeah. So the fourth Disney sequel. And it's honestly like a piece of shit. And I mean that like in like the nicest terms possible, because what was strange about this movie is that as you're going through it, and I'm watching this, I'm thinking to myself, oh wow, they're they're really going through a lot of things very quickly in this beginning. Maybe because they're really going to beef it up in the in the um, the middle here, and or like they're going to really um, you know make it amazing uh, for a climax. And I thought to myself, wow, I don't know what's going on here, but this is really a nonsensical story. It's moving very quickly. The pace is really off. The action-adventure is not really there. The action-adventure is actually just... Look what Anno is saying. There's there's people that they meet along the way, and the... Uh, I guess the... Um, whatchamacallit? The um, uh, antagonist is not really so much a person. It's kind of more of like a white man's burden type thing, and also a forest. Uh, so when you think about that, and you think about what happens in this movie for some of these characters... To some degree, they're all split up. They're all doing their own separate thing. They're all sort of um, Empire Strikes backing it. And I honestly had no real physical or emotional attachment to any one of these characters for the trials that they have to go through, which is a crazy thing to say. Because uh, I was thinking to myself, well, you know, the first one, I sort of had some some emotional attachment. I, had, I liked the way that they had uh, played things out, and it was a cohesive story. So when I finished this movie I thought to myself was I crazy like I have to go back and revisit Frozen so thank you Disney Plus not a sponsor uh, <laughs> for having Disney, for having Frozen available cuz I watched Frozen again which is what I didn't uh, which is what I admitted from the quickest CM but I was like am I crazy maybe Frozen wasn't that good and I watched Frozen from front to back and I was like no this is actually a more cohesive storyline there's actually more stakes there's actually more like sister relationship and this one I don't know what happened here, but it felt as though it was like a bunch of loose ideas that they just were like, let's just finish it and let's just push it out. It doesn't really matter. It's gonna be frozen. People are gonna go watch it. It's gonna make us money. But the story just really wasn't there. So it was actually a
1: major disappointment in in my book. I um, I like it a little bit more. But How not, dare uh, you? But I'm not giving it. <laughs> I'm not giving it too much credit. It feels like a very high production value direct to video sequel, like you'd see right. with other Disney movies, um, because it does look great. Like the the animation quality. Especially compared to the, like the first one, I think is fine. It has some neat ideas of the ice stuff, but like in general, like it, it's an okay-looking movie. And so this one really seems like it took that as a challenge and wanted to increase that. And it does like it, it. It has a cinematic quality to it where it's like, okay, well, good on them for you know putting in the effort to just expand on the world and whatnot. And that's what the movie in general is doing. It's expanding on the world of Frozen. I don't know how much expansion I needed on the you know the the kingdom of Arendelle, um, but it's there i just wish i think like we're all saying is that the, i wish the story was more cohesive i it seems very clear that there was a different third act that they didn't go through with like it seems like that changed midway through in the writing process and in the pre-production process because it just feels kind of feels the like you mentioned abe the pacing is does feel off it's not the lack of an antagonist isn't like problematic but at the same time it does it does feel like it's lacking something as far as getting the stakes to be higher even, and I say that even knowing there are things that take place where it's like, well, this would be bad if this happened, or if the status quo changed, yet I don't feel like the tension here of whether or not they resolve these issues is really going to like mean much to me by the end of this movie. Um, so getting to that place, it's like, all right, I, I guess we're just kind of going through the motions for some of this. It does feel like a better musical than the first movie, that doesn't mean the songs are better, but it does feel like because the first one seemed like it was hiding the fact that it was a musical for the longest time, mm-hmm. this one feels like, well, everyone knows they're a musical now, so we're going to make sure to have musical numbers and we'll have reprises and we'll have a song that's not the troll song at the end as the last song of the movie, um, <laughs> which is what the first movie does. I just yeah, it just I mean beyond like into the unknowns obviously the one they're going to like pump up for the Oscar and the the um, Christoph song that Jonathan Groff gets to sing like that's that's a funny moment as far as how sure. they chose to anim- how they chose is to it? animate it yeah it's a funny like is 80s it? tribute that they went for i
0: don't think it's funny
1: it seems funny i think i think it's like
2: what's what's f- again this is goes back to everything that we're talking about but at first i thought well this is like a, a funny bit that they're going to get into like the rest of the movie is going to be this lighthearted or this kind of slapsticky in some degree and then it's just its own piece it, it's it, like what you said I did enjoy it because it's so out of left field it's like an 80s montage music video with like you know the dual uh the dual faces on the monitor and and having the song um but
0: like that whole scene it just like takes you out of the movie like I, I me, agree with that like yeah, I, I
1: don't I don't disagree I
0: feel like it's um Like you're talking about how the characters and stuff like they kind of just go off right on their own adventures because literally he's lost in the like he's in the woods. He's lost in the woods. He's lost in the woods, and then like the song pops up, and it's just like I get it. You want to like say it kind of reminisces like Chicago or something like their videos or whatever from the '80s, but like it just interrupts the viewing process, I think. And I I don't disagree. I I, I I get like some people think it's funny, but I don't think it's funny. It's just like annoying that it's even there it looks like it could just be like a short like one of those like shorts that you can go see on disney plus like or they could be like on the the blu-ray an added feature at the end Kristoff's music video like that's what that's <laughs> probably had. gonna it, be
2: 16 minutes on the blu-ray <laughs> yeah
0: it doesn't seem like it goes in the movie it just seems like again it's an added feature the special feature at the end of the blu-ray somewhere like that's what that felt like
1: Aaron, did you finish your your summary thoughts I mean, yeah, in general. I mean, the, okay. as far as, like, stuff like that goes, like, the same with, like, Olaf. It's, like, these moments that choose to be funny where sure. it's, like, well, given that I'm not into kind of the dark uh, the, the dark and gritty sequel type thing that they're going for in the main storyline, there are moments of humor where it's, like, well, at least this is entertaining. The Olaf stuff, I think, is generally really entertaining, the stuff that he gets to do. Like, uh, there's... There's a way to balance that as far as Disney sidekicks go or whatnot, and I thought, okay, well, they did this enough for me not to be annoyed by Olaf, yet I'm still, like, you know, wanting to see where that stuff goes, so it's, like, things like that work for me at the same time, the kind of the main story they're telling, like, None of even though we have Sterling K. Brown among others, like, none of them... What are a there. waste. It, yeah. it feels like they're just kind of there yeah, like, without doing much. Yeah, what those
0: characters for? And there's
1: a darker implication as far as we've introduced new characters that have literally been stuck in a place for 30 years, Yeah, and you don't really delve into that. You don't, like... Well, they, they, they semi-did, the but, yeah.
2: One of the things that I will say, you know, some positives, definitely agree with you, Aaron, that the animation is fantastic. I mean, it looks great. Uh, there's a lot of texture. There's a lot of great water work. Um... Everything else in terms of the songs, sure, they're not as memorable. I agree with Anna about that. But yes, I agree with you that is, as a musical goes, you know it's a musical, they start singing right away. Um, it keeps going through the end there. Everybody gets their numbers. but Except
1: Sven. What's that? Except the reindeer. Except Sven.
2: Well, he kind of got it. With <laughs> Actually, yeah, the, he does He's gets, in with a Kristoff. Yeah. get
1: a... They reprise the song of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I know. Okay. <laughs> but, I was wrong. I forgot. But you no. see, like, the
0: jokes and stuff, they're not really funny or like even like the whole thing with Anna and Kristoff and the whole proposal thing it's just like are they really in love because like she keeps like swooping over to him like what
2: well that's the that's the strange thing like the idiosyncrasies that she has in the first one are much more played out in this one I was like wow she's maybe a little bit more annoying to some degree in this second one than than she is in the first one
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and in the first one you get it because she's been cooped up in that castle for like 16 17 years <laughs> um and she has no friends uh, so she's been talking to bookcases and whatever else. She's like the she's the the opposite of what Bell is. Um, but for this one, you know her again her mannerisms come out in a very strange, funny way sometimes. But with Kristoff, it, it just gets crazier. I, I do want to add that um, you know this is this nitpicking that I'm coming from, or like my negative stance on it is not for is not just because I didn't like this or that there's no story here there's no mm-hmm. story for anna there's no story for elsa there's no story for sven there's a They're story just, for
1: elsa I mean, there's a story for elsa well, but that,
2: that? that doesn't get really that like, it's like it's a weird retcon of like her history because there was a better story about their parents in the first one uh and this there's was like really
1: any stories just they got lost and a, in, they got in lost at sea seats, like that's yeah. the, that's the extent of it
2: the story it like one of the things that I really didn't like was... Um, you know, you're supposed to... They get split up on this island. They're going to go and try and figure out some stuff themselves. This, the Anna story is so ridiculous. Like, I don't know... I, what Did you guys get a feeling of... Okay, well, she's having this particular sad song. And then something else... Like, her journey is not done yet. And then she finishes her song. She goes outside... And her journey is done. Like she's she's at the end of uh, it's already the end of the movie. And I was like, what am I supposed to feel sad here? Am I supposed to feel angry? Am I supposed to feel what am I supposed to feel here? Because I didn't get a sense that she stayed in a cave for a long time. She just got into that cave the last time that I saw her. So <laughs> it's it's the ba- oh,
1: yeah. it's the balance of making a movie that's you know still a Disney movie intended for a younger audience while trying to right. tackle mature themes. And I think there's a way to do that. I think Ralph Breaks the Internet tried to do that last year, not yeah. except, not too like, it's not a new classic, but I do think it had a better idea of what it wanted to do, where this movie feels like it's riding on a template of, well, they're older now, so let's make things a bit darker. But it doesn't really, there's no meat on the bones of any of this.
2: Yes, exactly. There's really no meat on the, I thought about a lot of sequels as well, um, including How to Train Your Dragon, which is DreamWorks, and those go hard. And I know that they're based on uh, literature as well, but still, the themes you know, that like, you're playing with.
0: And like you were saying too, like there's no stakes. That's the thing. Like there's that's really no what real.
2: Yeah.
0: And there's no like um consequences. Like, okay, you've gone this far on this adventure and like now either you die. Like it's a, you just live. Like everyone lives happily ever after type of thing. Yeah. Again, it's just, that's the problem. It's just lacking yeah. a story and it's not coherent. It's right. just kind of, we have all these popular characters and let's bounce off of them and see, like throw them all, they all get a song. Right. And just like, and just like, very awkward because it's like okay situation now let's sing about the situation and then situation is done and let's hop to someone else and like you're saying it just there's nothing there and what's really annoying is that Aaron and I went to the store and there's a lego set for frozen 2 (laughs) and it has sterling k brown's character with anna fishing or no they're frying a fish and we're like that's not in the movie the scene
2: was was not in the movie Classic like the... adaptation toys. <laughs> you look at um, these toys, you're like... No, I do what? want to touch them on that very quickly, too, which is under this... In this forest, like Aaron, you're alluding to, there's a fighting group. There's the what is seemingly the, the Native Americans of the group and then the people that are the colonizers of that what group. What are the group called? And they've been at war for, like, what, 30 years? Something like that. Something like that. And what's The, nor- the
1: Northuldra?
2: <laughs> yeah, gr- yeah, and that they just all of a sudden stop fighting because new people have come there, and the reason why they're fighting is the reason why, you know, some of these people exist um, in, the, in in terms of, like, the characters. But why did this need... Why was this the pain point? Why was this the ultimate thing that had to be resolved? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that there was ever anything in folklore or whatever else that made me think, oh, I wonder why Arendelle is so
1: peaceful. I mean, it... I, he, I hear what you're at. It's more... These are things that I just kind of have to give the movie. I mean, the bank one of the main questions that is like, why is it suddenly now just a voice calling to Elsa? Why wasn't it calling to her before? Why is it a calling to her later? Why is it this specific time? It's the that's the kind of thing where like, well, it's a fantasy. I have to kind of go along with certain things at some point, or else there's just no movie to begin with. I just wish that it added up to more that felt significant. It moves the. I like that it ages them up a bit. Uh, not necessarily in the same way. where like How to Train Your Dragon, literally has them going through puberty. Right? But like this one does try to like do something as far as the characters are slightly older, just like the audience. That's saw the first Frozen is slightly older. So mm-hmm. it's it's trying to kind of match that with the with you know a new slightly new status quo. And I mean, as far as what you're going to get as a family unit going to see a Frozen movie, it gives you the things that you generally want to get in a Frozen movie as far as you have more of these character interactions, you get more Olaf comedy, you get more songs. Like, all that stuff's there. It just overall doesn't add up too much for me, which is ultimately why it's... And it's really disappointing, because it's like I I wasn't clamoring for Frozen 2, but at the same time, it's like this could have been better for, you know, a movie that's going to make a billion dollars.
2: That's fair. Like, I wasn't clamoring for Frozen 2 either, but I think that I was just... Thinking to myself, Frozen was pretty solid. It was better than I expected, and I was expecting something that was. Get, it's all the same people, and that's I think that's where the disappointment comes from.
0: And I was like trying to think that song you said unknown. I don't know. There's somewhere I should have looked it up. Like something about should it go on this adventure? It's like no, just stop the movie, go back to storyboarding. Don't do it.
1: It does feel like some of the songs are written because we need to write these songs, and they had to kind of make a movie around it.
0: But it yeah. yes, and it's just like. Again, like what I was trying to say in the beginning, just how the movie starts, it feels like everything's fine and calm and cobblestones spook. And then something, in this, this, the whole sound. Well, just things like... do
1: ramp up. I mean, she's hearing the call. It's like, what is this call? And then suddenly, yeah, there's, there's there's elemental things that are going on that are wrecking Arendelle, so they need to go figure it out. Right. And,
0: and you know what? I was kind of thinking of um, How to Train the Dragons. Is it the third one? Is that the, what? the one where they go and they see like that... Um, whole section in the water with the other dragons. Yes. That's kind of like what I'm thinking right now, and I was like, oh, what an idea. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of like how that frozen place is.
1: As far for as. Elsa. It's true. I mean, it's yeah, called the. Like, that, movie, that movie's called The Hidden World, and yeah there is a literal hidden right. world in this movie. And, and I do so want to like,
2: add that, you know, for for maybe some of the listeners that think that we may be missing points. No, I, I understand what the points were just growing up, growing apart, you know, perhaps it's like a, a, analogous to like going through puberty or whatever else, but. You know, as you move apart from your family and you grow, uh, grow up and and go on your own, nothing's going to be the same kind of thing. But I don't have to have a character that I liked in the first one become super like rude uh, in this new one and just tell people that you can't do this or you can't do that. It's like no, I you've established this person as like a good person already, you know. And then the other person, the other character is like fully established as their own self, individual, like fully. Realized person as well. I don't know why there's so much like Confusion still
1: to some degree, but I can't say I found too much offense in the way they depicted the characters I no, just it, the It's not was that I offensive them. It's well, more I mean, of... not offensive, but I mean yeah. as far as I didn't think there's any rolling back as far as what we've already established about these people I think it's
2: more of the of the parents than anything else. It's not the main to uh, the sisters It's it's just right, more
0: because it's like they learn about like their parents Mm-hmm. And they learn specifics more even, like, about their mom. And it's just, like, okay. And then, like, Abe was saying, too, just, like, what's the importance of this group that they found that's been locked up and enchanted? And the soldiers, it's just, like they just leave them.
2: <laughs> nothing. Yeah. There's not, nothing much it, just, not much done with it. Mean, there's
1: not much done. There's but, resolution. It's just like, there's,
2: there's not. It's, the it's resolution so is like, in order it's, to make up it for is the very,
1: sin, it's, It is very easy. It yeah, is a matter like, of, we showed up and guess what? Hey, we bye. save the day. We're done.
0: Now we go back <laughs> yeah. to Arendelle. You guys have the enchanted force again. Right. All is well.
2: I'll make up for the sins of my ancestors by doing this. It's like, I didn't realize that this was holding anybody back. It's not even a matter of holding them back. It's just, there's no weight
1: to it. I mean, this is the stakes right. thing again. It's, yeah.
2: A, <laughs> again, production-wise, looks great. The water horse and the ice horse, pretty cool. Um, yeah. Great underwater action. I kind of was curious to see it in 3D, um, but I also was thinking to myself, well, I didn't really enjoy this story, so I'm not really going to put myself through it if it's not really worth it.
1: But did you guys just watch it in regular 2D? It was a 2D screening, mm-hmm. yes. But I will agree that the underwater stuff, I mean, water in general in these movies is very impressive. Sure.
0: I agree yeah. too.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, again, animation wise, this movie's pr- pretty spectacular. They're doing a lot of really good stuff. To especially because the movie's so focused on the, cap- the Captain like so Planet dark, of all,
0: though? like, uh, nah, I, like the color palette.
1: I wouldn't say it's muddy. I've seen oh, dark oh, movies I don't know that, about are that muddy. Yeah, only like it's, a it's dark section. as far as we're cold. in certain scenarios where we need to emphasize that it's you know this is how it looks now. But I wouldn't say that's yeah. a detriment necessarily.
2: I wouldn't say that either. I mean, it's I'm pretty colorful say, all throughout, but... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say again,
1: I think Olaf is very funny in this movie. Olaf <laughs> is great! <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think he's like he has a here, lot of moments. He's of this movie. He is, Josh Gad does... He brings the kind of like wide-eyed innocence to it that I think really works in a way that He also
2: that's... brings like the, the hardest, uh, heartfelt moment.
1: And yeah, I mean, it's, because it's it's there's... It's very you don't, strange, because... You, you don't you would want think to that see it might come from somebody things else. happen to anybody. So, I mean, it's... Yeah. The, 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 it's kind of... It's manipulative, but, I mean, it still works in the moments. So <laughs> like, it is because you know that that can't
2: be the the possible outcome kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, but, but, like,
1: in the moments, depending on, you know, just how you watch movies, sure. like, I'm just caught yeah. up and like, all right, well, that sucks. <laughs> I, do, I do
2: agree that, you know, he's got a great line of some people are worth melting for it. That, that's a great line, you know, so. <laughs> well,
1: with all that other... being
2: said, uh-huh. can we play my game?
1: We've got, we got another movie to review.
2: Oh, yeah, I know, but my, my game is more for this, this movie
1: doesn't matter <laughs> that's not the section of the shoulder we're <laughs> in no I see. we've Dude, got to play we should game have done now
0: that. oh, that's a good idea i should have done the one for rogers then I, and then abe and then you could have done yours at jojo because
1: then in the edit i gotta like go through and what timestamps on for your stupid game no 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 there's no this is a special episode all
0: right so abe when do you think people should go see this movie
2: uh this is a rental this is this is like a, an HBO thing
0: I agree rental because like even when you had said that's what I was thinking too like this seemed like a direct video type of movie it doesn't feel like sit in a the theater and spend time there for like however long the movie was because it felt like forever for me but yeah just just wait to see it rent it.
1: Chances are you've seen the movie already if you're going to rush to see Frozen. So if you haven't seen it by now and you're interested, I mean it looks good on a big screen, so dollar theater. But otherwise, I mean it's. That's not, not the question, Aaron. The question is <laughs> when are you going to see it? When would you recommend people to see it? I mean, again, my my thought is they've already seen it. How dare, dare you try and move in the side of the, the proletariat?
2: That's it'll, true. It'll
1: look, good on, it'll look great on Disney Plus in 4K if you have a there 4K you, TV. Or it'll look good on Blu- on 4K Blu-ray.
0: But that's not true. Not everyone's seen it. Some of the kids that I work with haven't seen it. Yeah, they're like, don't it. spoil Move. it. They'll see,
1: they'll see it this weekend for Thanksgiving. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, oh. or, or they'll see it before Christmas. Like, it'll happen.
0: And they're all thumbs up. And I'm like, yeah, you're just thumbs up because you just like the characters. Well,
1: it, it is built
2: for that bad reason. <laughs> <laughs> built it for is the reason. I can reason. It's called... I'm not going to take Asian. anything away from those kids, but uh, for, <laughs> as an adult watching it, there are a lot of
1: misses in this.
0: Yeah, I agree. All right.
1: <laughs> Let's move on now. Let's get to our final film review for Jojo Rabbit.
3: He's not Jojo. You're a man. Prepare to leave the house. Today, you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, <laughs>
2: ah! ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up, I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. When
3: I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books. You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Uh, Hitler. I wish
0: more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism.
2: <laughs> Did you know Jews can lead each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one?
3: They could look just like us. Hi.
1: That should have been the tone of the trailer for Jojo Rabbit. Nazis are bad. That's an easy enough thing to say, but mocking them in a film could be tricky. Taiko Waititi decided to go for it, however, loosely adapting Christine Lewin's coming-of-age story Caging Skies as Jojo Rabbit. An irreverent black comedy set in World War II, focused on a boy aspiring to be a great member of the Hitler Youth, who happens to also have Hitler as an imaginary friend. He lives with his mother, and despite being adamantly against Jews, he discovers there is one hiding in his attic. As he begins interacting with her, his young, naive worldview begins to shift. Abe! Where are you with Jojo Rabbit? Uh,
2: first things first is that I had not seen any trailers for this at all. Hmm. Um, I didn't watch any teaser. It was just more of like, "Hey, word of mouth, there's a new Taika Waititi movie." I was like, "I'm in!" It's almost the same way that I feel about like Knives Out with Ryan Johnson or some other folks. Um, as I was going through this movie, um, it does come on strong early on in the beginning of just, "Hey, this is uh, this is World War II Germany. You know, Hitler is in power." And I say this to emphasize that some people left during the first like three minutes of this movie. And I was like, that's not really why you should leave a movie is, you know, sure, if you feel super, super uncomfortable, but you've barely like, you know that it's not going to be a pro Nazi movie. And if it is, fuck that movie. But uh, to be honest, like I was like, wow, I, I don't know why you you're leaving, because this is barely starting
1: to scratch the surface. Without Wait, how it being, does it start? It, I mean, it's just showing this kid who's like super excited super about pro, being not, part yeah. of being part of the Nazi regime. Uh, okay, <laughs> and he's just it,
2: you I'm know, just getting uh,
0: understanding why they walked out. Yeah.
2: Well, they're, they're probably they, they walked out around the time where after you know um, Taika Waititi as Hitler, Hitler has given a really good like pump up speech. And the kid is just running around, you know, hiling Hitler. Yeah, He, he runs out okay. like he's a kid that just drank a whole bottle of Mountain Dew and wants to impress everybody. Yeah, except he, he, ha- yeah, except he happens like to be dressed as a Nazi. He's just saying hi to everybody, but with like, the salute. It's, um, yeah. And some people probably got a little bit nervous about that. What, what I will say is that this is a fantastic historical satire. Um, it also is a fantastic comedy and a fantastic drama. The way that it presents things... Especially from the view of the young actor, I forget his name right now. Um, but Roman Griffin Davis. Roman Griffin Davis, thank you. Like, the way that it presents it from like an a ten year old or an eleven year old's perspective is phenomenal. So that kind of gives you like an out to some degree. It, it doesn't have to. You don't have to show you know the adult themes of war uh, because this kid doesn't really see it that way, right? He doesn't. He, his view is really much perched in. Great, you know we're gonna win the war, and funny things are happening, and I don't really know what's going on here as the town is getting poorer, or my mom is like getting more and more strange, uh, estranged. But as you go through the movie, it really is a nice surprise to know that yes, they are hiding uh, a Jewish person in the attic, and uh, obviously you're gonna come to know this person much better. But when everything goes a little bit more. Um, toward the end of, like, the war and toward the end of the movie in the third act, it turns into, like, an like an A-plus movie. And what I mean by that is the acting really comes out. The action in it, the action set pieces, I should say, it brings it all real, like, home, like, true-to-life kind of thing. Like, it's not fantasy anymore. People are dying. Friends are friends are dead. Um, this is, like, there's real atrocities happening. And it's really a, a movie that I thought um, – is deserving of the praise that it's getting. And I think that it's just more that it's really important to have movies like this, where it's like, yes, like what Aaron said, Nazis are bad. Um, it's not a, it's, there's like really no discussion about that. Like Nazis are just bad. This is (laughs) a real, yeah, this is a movie that really helps you understand that, you know, I like if you hold on to old ideas and you never really seek and talk to people that don't have differing ideas, you know, try and do that too, because your worldview will change quite a bit. And, As far as, like, the acting goes, this is probably one of, like, the best uh, Scarlett Johansson movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, She plays a great role in here as as the mom. But then she has, like, a really beautiful, like, scene where she has to, like, put ash on her face um, for a certain reason. And that's fantastic. And Sam Rockwell is, like, increasingly becoming, like, a person that I think is falling into the category of I'll see whatever he's in. um, Because he...
1: I mean, I've been on the Rockwell train, but I don't
2: disagree. Yeah, like, he's been... He was great throughout the movie, and then the third act is just like, holy fucking shit, like, this guy... Is it's amazing. A,
1: it's amazing that he brings the way way back personality yes! to Nazis. Like that's yes. what like, I kept thinking. Was, like he's in way way back mode in this movie. Right. Yet he's playing Nazis. Right. This movie. Yeah.
2: And then I'll, I'll say that you know again, Griffin is great. And then also the the young girl who plays the Jewish girl in, in yeah, the yeah. Thomas at, and,
1: Thomas and McKenzie. Like, who was in, they in uh, no,
2: all leave great. no trace last year. Yeah, they're all fantastic. So uh, on the ensemble cast is great. The themes of it are hard hitting, and they they hit you like a ton of bricks when when things happen. Um, and then. It's just, uh, again, I think it's important just not to, it's not a perfect movie, but I think it's important to to watch this movie and realize that, you know, war's bad and you should um, try not to hold on to old ideologies.
1: Ana, you have not seen Jojo Rabbit as of yet. But, um...
0: No, so did you already talk about your thoughts of Jojo Rabbit? Not yet. Oh, go ahead.
1: Okay. Uh, if you're talking about the stylization a lot um, as far as how they choose to Kind of balance the comedic ideas with like where it goes as far as being a drama and i really did like that about this film i like seeing taika waititi kind of evolving as a filmmaker he's made a lot of movies that have a focus on on children actually between hunt for the Wilderpeople, people uh boy i mean he's uh, he's made movies that have, he's very good of child actors is what yeah. i'm saying Um and which is neat to see and obviously he's made what we do in the shadows and thor ragnarok and there's you know there's a a connecting line of irreverence throughout all these movies. He knows how to kind of make a comedy that has a very particular style. And in doing that, it wasn't surprising to me to see kind of the drama elements get in here. Yes, if, like, of course. If, if everyone's coming into this thinking only of Thor Ragnarok, well, one thing Thor Ragnarok does have some drama elements in it, but it's still a Marvel movie. Uh, thinking of something like Hunt for the Wilderpeople, which I, think is fantastic mm-hmm. it, it was like yeah this makes sense that the movie's not going to be completely wall-to-wall look at taika waititi dressed as hitler it's going to have some serious things going on of course and i really liked how it found a way to balance that i do think the movie's very funny but it also does a good job of presenting basically the why of te- of why waititi is doing this movie he is from new zealand he is also of J- jewish descent mm-hmm. and it's you know i making this movie now in 2019 there's a lot you can say with that as far as, I mean, just the idea of saying Nazis are bad, how that is not, like, a given to everybody <laughs> It's like, yeah, that's why this movie exists. And I can admire that he's making that choice and making a conscious effort to be like, hey, yes, these are figures of evil, and I'm going to subvert that completely by showing them as imbeciles and, yeah. so, and, show, and showing how ridiculous this whole thing is, and doing that through a child's eyes. And I like that, because you have, you, you can really get a sense of how children can be as far as being raised in a certain environment and not knowing any other way. And that to to kind of like skewer that skewer, what that is, what that can be when you're, you know, very much going in a bad direction. That's both important, but also lends to some really good comedy. I don't blame people for not being into it. I suppose at the same time, we're in a world where you can very easily see what movie you're getting into before you go into it to begin with, but that's Mm -hmm. neither here nor there. Um, I get that. I get that it can be challenging for people to kind of see not you know Nazism and not feel like it's a laughing matter. At the same time, Charlie Chaplin, Mel Brooks, uh, they, they've been doing it for a long right. time as far yes. as seeing comedies involving you know the third the Third Reich. Um, so having a new version of that, if anything, I don't think the movie has that much edge to it, which mainly comes down to YTT's style. is... Uh, his. He, he, you know, he leans on more warm chuckles than like out and out outrageous comedy. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's I mean, I was used to that going in. So like it didn't but but like in terms of like, does it really have anything to say? nothing new it's just more of like hey remember (laughs) this this sucks these people so i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna show you why in a funny way at the same time as far as the story it's telling it works as a coming-of-age story that's that's i think it's best aspect it works as a coming-of-age story that's very funny and has its moments of drama as well and the cast is very good here roman griffin davis is a great find he is a great child he does a great job of being this persona and going through the things that he has to go through it's it's a it's a fantastic performance and yeah you have a lot of adult stars that are doing great as well johansson is very good as the mother rockwell is very good doing his thing where mm-hmm. and i know there's in the same way where like three billboards people some people have trouble with the idea of him being a racist and how that evolves here he's being a nazi and somehow that evolves the best i can say is it's called being human in my eyes where he's not a perfect person by any means and he can't like every choice well, he makes Well, I mean makes. throughout the movie he's like there are being hints demoted. Of, there are yeah, well there are hints of like what's going on with him this and everything, but yeah. I, I, but the thing is like it doesn't make him like a sympathetic character. It just makes him like, you know, a person like in a, right. in, in this extreme environment that's already heightened.
2: Well, I would say um, that that for some of these characters, you know, that they are conscription service members, right? Yeah, it's not as though they're a career military guys. So he doesn't give a shit about the, the military. He's just like. Just let it be over. Let me go back to, like, whatever I'm going to do, and that'll be that.
1: And there's some subtle things about him that you learn, too, where it's like where he doesn't have to do much to show you, okay, this is what this guy's about. Um, One person that I was really surprised by is Stephen Merchant who has one major, basically one main scene in this movie, and it's both hilarious and terrifying at the same time. Right. It's the first movie, because he's, you know, he's like seven whatever, he's tall. He's six, it's seven, the, yeah. It's the first movie I've seen where they use that height to be scary. Yeah. And I found that to be really interesting, because in the in the means of making him very funny in what he's doing, it also shifts the tone and makes it like a, 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 a suspenseful situation. And I really liked what the, how they were able to kind of do, balance that tone. That's neat to me. Mm-hmm. It, but yeah i mean this movie as a whole it's very entertaining uh it does a lot with its premise that works more than just like a skit as far as like a kid with an imaginary friend who's hitler it has more right. to do it has more going on than it that. definitely
2: really, has more really than like that it. And, and to your point about like it might not being incredibly edgy i'd say that the the jabs and the barbs that's coming out are primarily pointed at the the third reich army itself it's like you know they're the flat on their asses. There's all these bumbling idiots. There's, you know, they, they – oh, Hitler already killed himself, and so, you know, everybody's screwed kind of thing. And, oh, also, let me conscript all these, like, teenagers and children into my army because I can't find anybody else to go fight for for Germany, right? So there's a lot of, like, you know, subtle, really, like, hard punches at, at uh, these historical things. I yeah. also will say that his buddy with the glasses – Also very funny.
1: Yeah, uh, what's his... That's got to find that name. Um, Archie Yates. Archie Yates. What's the character he plays? Yorkie. Yorkie, yeah. Yeah, his best friend who, like, just wants to be, like... He's just like the kid, except we're just following the kids. We're following um, JoJo's story and not his. But, like, as far as... He's completely naive and has no other way to think, so he's just, like, really excited about wanting to do things. It's very funny.
2: I definitely enjoyed it quite a bit, too. I mean, there's not a whole lot to add because... But you said you've seen it before, but it's just Taiko Waititi's take. The, the last thing I'll say is, um, I agree with you that when Taiko Waititi writes and directs his own stuff, it there's always elements of whether it's coming of age or or just like this emotional heartbeat to it. I, I always enjoy when he writes and directs his own stuff, which is why I like Ragnarok, but I know that he didn't write it, and so there was some element well, he, he gave he, it
1: a pass, I
2: mean, he, he did, <laughs> yeah, but it, it wasn't as though it was like, oh, you know, now Thor's like the the best brother in the world which he does turn out to be but um, <laughs> uh yeah so it's great i think you should go see it and don't leave in the first three minutes even though it might be like heavily not your flavor
1: <laughs> good soundtrack choices too by the way there's some that, all in some german expectation some of them but yeah it, it's 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 a lot of fun yeah but yeah i would say yeah go see this movie if you can it's out there
0: wait does the title have any meaning to like the movie it's
1: a nickname for, the, for it, it for, i mean it for... comes in the first like 10 minutes of
2: the movie mm-hmm. Yeah. But um, it's just a way for him to, to find courage.
1: It, it, yeah, it reflects on where he is at the start versus where he is at the end, essentially. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, quite good. Yeah. See you. All right. Yeah. All right, let's move on now. Let's get to. Um, little...
0: We can just cut games.
1: Oh, I think we should
2: cut games too, Aaron. Yeah.
0: No, it's time. We for, should. It's time. Nope. For... I don't think it's time. It's six o'clock. That means it's dinner time. It's time for
2: games. <laughs> Little did you know, that's actually the uh, the sound that um, Elsa hears on the island. Oh, okay. That's yeah. Yeah. the original version? <laughs> yep. Yeah. She's like, oh, what is this noise? And then they couldn't make it uh, repeatable or sellable, So they're like, well, we'll change it into four notes rather than 16. <laughs> I have a game for you guys. This yes!
1: Week. Three games today, by the way, listeners. I got a lot of games. <laughs> this first game is called Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. Oh,
0: no. <laughs>
1: I am going to read the tagline for movies that feature songs from Earth, Wind, and Fire. Okay. So it really has nothing to do with Frozen specifically, but every one of these movies features a song by Earth, Wind, and Fire. That also <laughs> right. doesn't play too much of a role because I'm really just reading taglines for movies. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Okay, here we go. If you think you know it, buzz in with your name. Here's the first tagline Open your mind, change your reality. Mmm, Abe. Okay.
2: Abe? Avatar, The Last Airbender. Incorrect. Okay. I feel like I actually know this tagline.
1: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Open your mind, change your reality. And
2: Earth, Wind, or Fire is... One of those words is in the title.
1: No, none of those words are in the title. No, there's just an Earth, Wind, and Fire song in this movie. Oh, gotcha. Uh, let's see. Uh, this movie's part of a major franchise. Abe. Abe? The Matrix. Incorrect. Ah.
0: That's what I was thinking, This movie's too. part of an
1: ongoing franchise. Ongoing... Um, ongoing oh. franchise.
0: Hmm.
1: Open your mind, change your reality. Anna. Anna.
0: Star Wars. Incorrect. Oh man. Open
1: your mind, change your reality. Hmm. The movie features a British star as an American.
2: <laughs> British star as an American. What year was this made?
1: Twenty seventeen. Oh, recent. No, twenty sixteen. That's right. Yeah. Doctor
0: Strange.
1: That That is correct. Uh, <laughs> bang. One point for Anna. There you go. That's
0: the only point I get. Yay.
1: Here's the next question. <laughs> or sorry, the next. Uh, sorry, this one didn't have a tagline. Uh, so I'm just going to describe the movie. Two veteran actors, romantic comedy, Keanu Reeves co-stars. This movie's from 2003. Keanu Reeves co-stars? 2003?
0: Wait, can you say it again?
1: Two veteran
2: actors.
0: Oh wait. Anna? Yes. Lake House.
2: Incorrect.
0: Oh hey, man.
2: Yeah. While you were sleeping.
1: in no wait, you
0: said romantic comedy.
1: Romantic comedy, two veteran actors. Keanu Lake Reeves co stars as a okay, he's a supporting character, is what mm, I mean to say. Two thousand and three. Two thousand and three. Two older actors.
0: Oh man.
1: Uh say it, Anna.
0: No, I can see it, but I can't think it. You know when it's on the. Oh, you, sh- you should
2: totally describe it so that I can get it.
0: No, I don't want to play
2: like
0: that. <laughs> I'm here to win. Veteran
2: actors. Mm. Wait. Like I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking of uh, a Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan movie, but I, I don't think that's right.
1: No, because they're not old. No. <laughs> no, they would have been older ish. One has multiple Oscars. And is basically retired. Hmm. I don't know. The remains give it. It's something's got to give with oh. and Diane Keaton. Got it. All right. Here's the next one. Thunder buddies for life. Abe. Oh. Abe. Ted. Incorrect. What?
0: Anna. Anna. Wait. Oh. What? Can you see it again?
1: Thunder buddies for life. Abe is basically right, except if Anna doesn't get this, I'm gonna steal it. <laughs>
0: But no. is it just, like, the number? hmm Ted 2?
1: That is
2: correct. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like, is there a colon in that? <laughs> well,
2: uh, full title, please.
1: Still Tedding. It is Ted 2. <laughs> it is Ted 2. Here's the next one.
0: With a lowercase T.
1: Here's the next one. Where history really does come alive. Mm, Abe. Abe? Uh, Night at the Museum. That is correct.
3: Bang! Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Here's the next one. There's two taglines. Oh, I'll be, no. I'll be curious if you can get it. An adventure too big for the real world.
0: Hmm. What's the other one?
1: A Better Reality Awaits. Abe. Abe? The Lego Movie? Incorrect, but close. And that doesn't mean it's the sequel.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Say them both again.
1: An Adventure Too Big for the Real World. Mm-hmm. A Better Reality Awaits. Uh, Abe? Abe? Bide with the Jensen Meatballs too? Incorrect.
0: Is it animated?
1: It's... Not in the way you're thinking, and only, like, half of it. See,
0: that's where I'm stuck. Whoa, like, what? What is this?
1: <laughs> only half of it's animated.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: As the in, reality? there's a real world, as hinted at in the tagline, <laughs> and there's a virtual world.
0: Oh, my goodness, no. Wait, can you see him again?
1: An adventure too big for reality.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Or, sorry, an adventure too big for the real world. A better reality awaits. Oh. Oh, uh, Abe? I've... Abe? The SpongeBob movie? Incorrect. Uh, I'm like I'm, of, like I'm trying to think of like
2: anime movies where they this go. This is into, from like, a big role. name
1: director. From where? The biggest, the biggest director.
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, I lost it today. Yes, director.
1: Yes, I the biggest director.
0: Right
2: Abe. Abe. The Adventures of Tintin. You got the right director. Damn
1: it! <laughs> oh, Abe. Abe. Ready Player One. Ready Player One is the correct. Yes.
0: Answer. Take that, Anna. Here's the next. I'm going to lose today like I lost to Uno.
1: Here's the next one. Some people just don't belong. What a the other tagline is easier. <gasps> the snobs against the slobs. The sobs against the slobs?
0: The snobs against the slobs.
1: Uh, Abe. Um,
2: Revenge of the Nerds. Incorrect. you close-ish.
0: Wait, you forgot to give Abe a point. I'll get him a point.
2: Uh, can I get a year?
1: Uh, I think it's 80. 1980? Um, 80 hmm. or 81? Oh, Abe, The Goonies. In, that's 86. Or 84. Uh,
0: okay, say it again.
1: The Snobs Against the Slobs. The it's snobs. kind of a sports movie. Not really. The
0: snobs Against the Slobs.
1: Kind the of a sports slobs. movie, 1980. Well, it involves a sports, but I wouldn't say it's a movie dependent on the sports. Got it, got it, got it. It features a animal co-star. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, Journey features prominently on the soundtrack.
0: What is this? It stars
1: a number of famous comedians.
0: Oh my gosh!
2: 1980?
1: I can't think of it. It's Caddyshack. Movies Caddyshack. Yeah, I wouldn't have gotten it. All right. Here's the next one. The cure for the common man. Ooh, I feel like I know the cure for the common man. The tooth yeah. AI. Incorrect. This is a 2000s film. Cure for it, the Common Man. It's a romantic comedy.
2: Hmm. Romantic comedy. Cure for the romantic, or Cure for the Common Man. Um. It features one of the
1: biggest movie stars in the world. I'm thinking Hitch? It is Hitch. Yes! <laughs> Here's the next one. all right. okay, let's just
0: end. Get eight wins. Here's Woo! the next
1: one. Halftime is game time. Uh, Abe, the replacements.
2: Incorrect. Halftime is game time? Yes. Halftime is game time. Can I get a year? I want to say
1: 2002?
0: Can I call a friend?
1: Th- was it Aaron?
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> it features a former Nickelodeon star.
2: Nick Halftime...
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Drumline. Drum Drumline is the correct answer. <laughs> Anna got it first. <laughs> All right, fine.
0: I forgot to say my name though. Oops.
1: Here's the next one, Instant Hero. Just add water. <laughs> uh, the SpongeBob movie. Incorrect. Dang it.
0: Instant Hero. Just add water.
1: Huh.
2: Hmm. Oh. Um. Aquaman.
1: Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, This is a sports movie. Oh Abe. The Water Boy. The water boy mm. is the correct answer.
0: Wait, what was the title of this game?
1: Earth, Wind, and Fire. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Oh. Movies that have a song from Earth, Wind. Oh, Man. I
0: see. There's
1: there's two more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tragedy is universal. Okay. Pain is universal, <laughs> but so is hope. That's the second tagline that they had? That's the second tagline.
2: <laughs> These are very obscure general taglines. Yeah,
1: this one, okay. Um,
2: this sounds older.
1: This is a drama. It's 2006. Okay.
0: 2006.
1: It features an ensemble cast all set in different parts of the country. Or parts of the world. Uh, Wait, see uh,
0: the tagline?
1: Tragedy is universal. Uh-huh. Pain is universal, but so is hope.
0: Oh my goodness. Is it, um... The
1: title references a... A biblical time event. Um... <laughs> uh, August, Osage <of> County. <laughs> incorrect. <laughs> the Hours? The director won two back-to-back directing Oscars. Oh my gosh!
0: Does it start with an
2: R? No. Oh man.
1: Can, wait, can I hear the second tagline again? Pain is universal, but so is hope. Pain is universal, but so is hope. Two thousand
2: and four. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Um.
0: What letter does it start with?
2: B. Ooh. That's not what I was thinking that it, I was gonna say. <laughs> the letter B? Um, hmm.
0: Penis Universal. 2006?
2: Mm-hmm. Oof. Can I get... Uh, uh, 2006? An obscure actor from it. An obscure actor? Or or uh, just like... Ga-
1: Gal Garcia Bernal.
2: Starting with a B? Ooh. Um,
0: oh, good thing I didn't say what I was going to say.
2: Bedtime stories? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Pain is
1: in a the buyance of sleep it's a one word title and it references a biblical event. Babel. Babel is the correct answer. Yes.
2: Oh man. And what's crazy is that we're on video so you know I'm not cheating.
1: <laughs> Here's the Why last. Are you
0: though cuz you got that computer screen. Here's on. the last
1: one. Here's the last one.
0: Okay.
1: Every family needs some. There is plenty for everyone.
0: Hmm.
1: What is what that's a... so general and obscure again.
0: There's
3: this is,
1: plenty for everyone? This is a 90s movie. This is the kind of cast that would be in a Tyler Perry movie, but it's the 90s before there were Tyler Perry movies. Oh, crap. What is it again? Every Family Needs Some,
3: Every or
1: family. There's Plenty for Everyone. Abe. Abe? And then Professor 2, The Clumps. Not even close. Hmm.
0: Everybody, there's
2: plenty for everyone. Can I, can I uh, uh, pull an Anna and ask what the first letter is? S. <laughs> Two words.
1: Silence of the lambs.
0: Wait, lamps. say it again?
1: Every family needs some. Uh-huh. There's plenty for everyone. Soul food! Soul food is the correct uh, answer. Yeah! <laughs> I was thinking,
0: I just... Aw, <laughs> oh, Abe wins. It was a
1: close game, but AB pulled out yeah! the win for Earth, Wind, and Fire.
0: Congratulations! Thank
1: you. We should go to your game next, Anna. Okay. What do we got?
0: So, I only... It's really short.
2: Okay. Let me get this up.
0: I didn't make a fancy title or anything, but it's basically, like, theme songs from children shows.
2: Okay. Okay. And
0: thoughts of the beautiful the neighborhood. All right. So, let me just, I'm going to sing, or maybe, no, I won't sing. I will just You are going to
2: sing now, so you can't let the listeners you, down. Yeah, kind of said you Oh, my
0: sing. goodness. Okay, I'll try to sing, because I, I, I can't sing, so I'll try. And then you just have to say either, yeah, just say the show. Okay? There's only two. Okay. I'm guessing that it won't be, like, one apiece, or else I'll have to figure out a third one. Okay. <laughs> Aaron's laughing at me. I'm
1: laughing I'm look- I'm smiling with enthusiasm.
0: <laughs> okay. Sunny day, sweeping the clouds away. Aaron. Yes. The
1: Partridge Family?
0: <laughs> no, it's children. Well, I mean, I guess like, that could be a show, but no, it's a children's show, like, from, like, Mr. Rogers' time. Or, like, okay.
1: This is the theme yeah. song? Because I know this song.
0: (laughs) On my way to where the air is sweet, can you tell me how to get.
2: I'm just waiting for you to sing the whole song.
0: Oh my gosh, neither of you? Sesame Street. Oh, Abe got it. Yeah, but
2: I mean, like, I was waiting for you just to sing the song. (laughs) See, this is
1: why my memory of these shows is so minimal.
0: It's Sesame Street. Yes. Got it. God, you're making me do this it. so brutal i just wanted to read them
2: you suggest you it suggested yourself. it yeah <laughs> <Did I know? laughs> praising is very key <laughs> all
0: right i don't think this is a theme song but i'm just doing a song from
1: uh-huh from the show got okay. it
0: because i don't remember how that one went all right you ready yep. i love you hey aaron <laughs> aaron
2: yeah, the last airbender
0: <laughs> it's barney all right <laughs> i guess i'm gonna do a tie now right
2: uh-huh. Okay. Uh, A, preemptive guess. The magic school <laughs> bus. <laughs> Thank you, I win. Okay. Here we go.
0: Uh-huh. <sighs> ready? Mm-hmm. Oh, I
2: thought the side was the song. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Doesn't it be really easy, so...
1: Okay, fingers on buzzers.
0: <clears throat> Could you be mine? Would you be mine?
1: Aaron. Aaron. mr rogers neighborhood yes oh there you go
2: <laughs> or it's just that's because you're in the same room together oh yeah that's what it was that's what? exactly i like...
0: lost the other game to you and i'm sitting right next to him you, <laughs> it,
2: you let <laughs> you win <laughs> Take the hashtag soul food <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wait abe you have a game
2: i do have a game for you guys it's called pop star who sang it this is Uh-oh. a game in which uh i have selected songs from disney movies but what I will name the song, and if you could buzz in and tell me who the pop star that sang the rendition of the song that. is, then you get the point. Uh-huh. Oh no. Here we go. First one might be a gimme here.
0: Aaron's gonna win.
2: I doubt this. I don't know. If you're quick on your buzzer, Anna, you might win too.
0: Buzz buzz.
2: Yeah Anna? <laughs> here we go, here we go. When will my life begin? From Tangled. Oh, Anna. Anna many more bang and you said you're gonna you lose look at you <laughs> next one that here. was just
0: that was just the first one <laughs> how many
2: do you have <laughs> i've got 10? nine more oh, <laughs> oh <boy. laughs> it's a full it's a full slate of 10 come on all right go go. go you'll be in my heart tarzan aaron oh, aaron Collins. No. Mm, phil collins, don't see phil collins. yeah no next one here <laughs> in summer from frozen oh it, anna anna Josh Gad. Josh Gad. Josh Gad. <laughs> here. That's how I felt. Like you said Bill pop Collins. stars. <laughs> yeah, I know. I that, that was like a little <laughs> nod to Frozen. It. <laughs> Josh Gad Next one here. Colors of the Wind from Pocahontas.
0: Oh man. Oh wait. Wait. Huh? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to have the cassette.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Who is it?
2: It's a, it's a famous actor, actor singer.
0: Oh my goodness.
2: Mhm. Mhm.
0: Okay, I'm not gonna get it because I'm just thinking about the cassette, and it was purple.
2: Does Does Aaron know? No, I don't. The back. Here's I a don't. clue. She was in a movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, where he helps to erase her past. Aaron. Aaron. Vanessa Williams. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Uh, next one here. I'm still here, Treasure Planet.
1: Does a man sing that song? It is a man. Okay.
2: He's a part of a group. If you guys don't get the answer, I'll give you some clues as to the group... I'm gonna need clues.
0: I'm still here, Treasure Planet. Uh
2: the group that he's with is called the Goo Goo Dolls. Aaron. Ugh.
1: Aaron. What's his is it Johnny no. Re- Rez
2: or something? Yeah, what well,
1: Rez what? Rez. What's the Reznor? name of a guy that we used
2: to run track with and played played Win Back at Your House? Resnick? Yes! <laughs> oh, next man. one here. There's a goo goo doll song <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Johnny Resnick song. The next one here. A whole new world, Aladdin, two thousand nineteen.
0: Okay. Ah, oh, I know.
2: Hold on. If Anna. One of the people, I'll give it to you.
0: Peeble Bryson
2: that was the old 2019, oh. the, the 2019 He's one. You said
0: twenty nineteen? Who cares about twenty nineteen?
2: He's from a very popular boy group in the uh. UK. He's now on his own.
1: Aaron. No. Aaron. <laughs> Harry Styles? This is the right group, but wrong guy. I don't that's the only one I know.
2: I don't like she knows. Starts with a Z. One Wait. syllable.
1: Zane.
2: Zane. Yo, yeah, last name.
1: <laughs> I was, I was going to buzz in with Zayn just because there's only so many Z names.
2: It's <laughs> Zayn <laughs> Malik and Zavia Ward. Uh, okay, saying hmm. a whole new...
0: again, 2019.
2: I'm going to get that point. Next one here. Beauty and the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. Uh, like the newer one? No, 1991. Okay, Anna. Anna.
0: Celine Dion. And? Gosh, who's the other... Not Peebo.
2: Is it? Mm, I think it is. No,
0: it is because he did the okay. Yeah, Peebo and Celine.
2: That's correct. Yeah, I gets that point there. Next one here. Go the distance from Hercules. I
0: can find.
2: My... Mm-hmm. Uh, Aaron, you look like you know the answer.
1: It's well, like... like the the voice the voices right? the, voice the guy is Tate Donovan, but that's not the singing. That's voice. not the
2: pop song. Yeah. Yeah. No. The pop song is a guy who used to have long hair. Oh. Wait. Yeah. Anna. Anna.
0: Um. Michael Bolton. Yeah.
2: Ha.
0: Huh. <laughs> I wasn't give you a hint, but
2: I'm like, wait, why would I do that? <laughs> <laughs> Next one here. <laughs> a whole new world. Aladdin, 1992. Oh, Anna. Anna.
0: Wait, but I don't know what, what her name is. It's
2: okay if you get the first part. I'll give it to you. PIBO. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Last one here. <laughs> Reflection by Mulan. Anna. Anna.
0: Christina Aguilera.
2: Bang! And like that, Aaron, you lose the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Great job.
0: We all won. Well, <laughs> no,
1: I that You won.
0: <laughs> well, wait. No, A won the first game. You won, right?
2: Uh
0: huh. And then I won.
2: I guess yes. And that we all regard, won from all different won. games. Yeah, yeah that all...
0: was fun. <laughs> okay, <good.
2: laughs> and look like, at right. yourself, doubting.
0: I'm so excited! I won.
1: All right. Great I think it was the first
0: time I won a game.
1: I don't think that's true. Uh, but, <laughs> all right. Let's move on now. That was games. Good job, everybody. Yeah, good job, everybody. Hats on backs. Great. A round of applause. Let's get some out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. This is where we go to the various questions and answers on our Facebook page. Facebook.com slash out now podcast. We asked a number of questions. To the listeners, they gave us answers, and then they gave us... Do we get any questions? I don't think we got any questions.
0: There are no questions. There are
1: no questions this week, but...
0: I can give you a question.
1: Well, we'll get to that when we get to that. But, yeah, we're... Uh, <laughs>
0: Actually, I'm kind of hungry, so I won't give you
1: a question. Okay, right, feel, free to, to feel free to jump in with your <laughs> answers as well. First question we had here is, favorite films about sisters? Jeff writes Sucker Punch. Irene has Lilo and Stitch. Justin has 10 Things I Hate About You. Chris has Ginger Snaps. Christine has A League of Their Own. Shelly has Mermaids. Joe has Sisters with Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Connie has De- Brian De Palma's Sisters. And David, yeah, friend of the show, has My Neighbor, My neighbor Totoro. neighbor oh, yeah. Having just seen Totoro recently for the first time, that's a good answer. Yeah. I'd also add uh, Your Sister's Sister.
2: With uh, Mark Duplass, um, Emily Blunt, and uh, Rosemary Dewitt.
0: New York Minute.
1: <laughs> New York the Olsons, sure. With the Olsons and. Yeah, I was gonna be Levy. like every Olsen <laughs> twin movie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next question we have for everybody is: What is your favorite Enchanted Lands in movies? Justin writes the island in Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Two. Chris has Pan's Labyrinth, the Pale Man's Dining Room. Unless you Mark writes, just here for all the Gandalf memes. Um, mm,
1: mm. Oz. The Great and Powerful? (laughs) Well, just the land of Oz. Mm, Okay. In general. Yeah. Mm, mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. I can't think of anything. All right. Continue.
1: Next one we have here, favorite films about the elements of nature. Catherine has The Day After Tomorrow. Irene has Snowpiercer. Renee has The Last Airbender. Just kidding. On a serious note, I love films about boats in distress in the ocean. Uh, Michael Lee, friend of the show, has Point Break. Jeff has James Bond and Sarah Connor versus Mount Wanahakalugi. (laughs) Uh, Christopher has Princess Mononoke is the quintessential Miyazaki. Hmm. And Chris has Big Wednesday and Snowpiercer. Nobody wrote Geostorm. Or wait, what's (laughs) Or the Hurricane Heist. No,
0: what's the one, the volcano? In Los
1: Angeles, volcano volcano. volcano. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just
0: kidding.
1: <laughs> the other one, the other one is uh, it was Dante's, Dante's peak, but that was in, in, in not Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh,
2: uh, uh, all is lost. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's a great that one about one. boats in distress in the ocean. Yeah, the gray. Ah, yes. Once more into the fray, my dear friends.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, great. Well, the next question is the day the day after tomorrow, which was said. I know, but it's just going to, like, re-emphasize this commentary track out there now.
2: <laughs> Soon for Armageddon. Um, although that that's not the same thing. I don't think we'll ever do Armageddon. <laughs> Two and a half hours. But... What Disney sidekick deserves its own spinoff or short film? Christine from high school writes, I absolutely love this question from the very underappreciated Princess and the Frog. Any of the following, Mama Odie, Ray, Louis, or Charlotte LaBeouf? Um, and lastly, Chris ha- or Justin writes Kristoff uh, and Sven. They need their own spinoff. By the way, you know that Olaf spinoff, that twenty-minute thing in front of uh, Coco, was it? Yeah, uh, that's a that's a more comprehensive story than
1: Frozen Two. <laughs> it is has a beginning, middle, and end. That's for sure. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to like make a joke out of this, but I'm like, before we were seeing Frozen Two, I was trying to think of a way to be like, good. I hope they show all of Coco before we start Frozen (laughs) Two. Any others that deserve their own spinoff or short film?
0: Mm. Jiminy Cricket.
1: Yeah, there you go. What if Eddie Murphy just came back and like, I just want to do Mushu. He just does like a whole Mushu nah, thing. I'd be down for that. Exclusively for Disney+. Plus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> a 90-minute Eddie Murphy special with Mushu?
1: Yeah. It's a spin-off or short film. It could be 20 <laughs> minutes of Mushu. Nah, nah it's got to be 90. An <laughs> and it's just like him at a stage, He's just doing stand-up, but he's just animated. <laughs>
2: That's exactly. <laughs> but the thing is, like, Mushu's wearing, like, the, the red uh, leather yeah, He's wearing outfit. the red
1: jacket. Yeah, he's yeah, wearing, yeah, he's wearing
2: from, the leather. From, like, <laughs> was it raw? Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, next question we have. For 21... 21- uh, Bridges favorite New York cop movies Scott writes Serpico Justin has well it has to be the Christmas best Christmas movie ever Die Hard also Leon New Jack City and Money Train and uh, Chris had he, he I think he put a gif from, of uh, Gary Oldman from Leon everyone everyone
2: yeah <laughs> what a bad lieutenant that guy was <laughs> um, favorite New York cop movies that's, I mean yeah definitely uh, Die Hard uh, with a Vengeance
1: yeah, set in New York. Yeah. <laughs> I had one. I can't think of it right now. The, uh, the Taking of Pelham 123 is a go to for me. There you go. Well, Walter Math. Oh, yeah. The original, yes. Yeah,
2: so. mm, not the, uh, the remake.
1: Yeah.
2: Which is also yeah. pretty good, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, what's,
2: what's the one that was pretty good? Unstoppable.
1: Un- yeah, there you go. Those two train movies get me mixed up. Yeah, see, that's the problem. Tony, St- Tony Scott died before he was able to complete his train trilogy.
2: <laughs> R.I.P. Uh, The next question is, what childhood icon did you grow up with? Irene writes, Mr. Rogers, Grover, Captain Kangaroo, and Bozo the Clown. Um, Catherine has Captain Kangaroo. Scott writes, Soupy Sales was king, man. Uh, Tammy has Mr. Rogers. Todd writes Mr. Rogers, Jim Henson, or at least his characters. And lastly, Justin has Mr. Rogers and Captain Kangaroo.
1: The, uh... The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I was going to say,
2: I was like, I didn't grow up okay.
1: with a <laughs> icon. I grew up before. <laughs> and Splinter.
2: Well, you know, he's just like there just to make sure that they have pizza money.
3: Yeah, they were mm-hmm. they
2: heroes in a half show.
0: <laughs> and a half show.
1: <laughs> and you want to throw it there?
0: Um, no. I can't think of anything right now. Uh,
2: Molly from the Big Comfy Couch.
0: Oh, there you go. Yes. You oh. know Molly in the Big Comfy
2: Couch. It's exercise time now.
0: Yes, and you got to stretch your leg and do the clock. Oh, and those dust bunnies.
2: Everybody's like, why does Abe know this? Because I have a little sister. <laughs> and how
0: about that little silent film gig, like her parents and they run in the house?
1: I don't remember that part.
0: That was interesting. But I believe
1: you. <laughs> Last question we have here. This one's in relation to Dark Waters, which also came out recently uh, this past week with Mark Ruffalo. I really like this movie. Uh, Scott, uh, the question is, uh, favorite films about corrupt, company corruption? Scott writes Glengarry Glen Ross, mm-hmm. Jeff writes The Devil's Advocate, and Justin writes The Firm.
0: Well, there's probably a lot of these, but, like, I can't think of what it was called. But isn't, like, you said Dark Water is it about, like, water? Like, well, it's um, about contamination? A, it's about,
1: yeah. yeah, company contamination.
0: Because yeah. isn't there another film it's like smart. that from a Yeah, that was, or, like, yeah. with
1: uh, Michael Aaron. Travolta. There's a, a civil action, yeah, yeah. and uh, Aaron Brockovich.
0: Oh, that's the one, civil action?
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. which, oh. I, I don't know if it was that also about the DuPont stuff, civil action? I gotta look that. I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, because I was like, while.
2: everything that they're describing from the trailer, I was like, this looks just like a civil action.
1: So, you know, the water. It's it, 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 the... it shares some similar strands, yeah. but like, yeah, the, but the Dupont. I mean, that this thing is. I mean, it's this one's it's not, more it, based it, in the reality. Yeah. It's well, yeah, and it's ongoing to an extent. There have been results You'll, when you see this movie, which you should because it's quite good. Uh, yeah. There's some things that take place. Does Mark brother have kind of, a
2: have a you know um uh a spotlight moment?
1: Oh well, yeah. This is a, this is another entry in his "they knew" category. <laughs> it's it's the kind of movie where it's like he does a lot of work and eventually gets. He talked to like his boss, like Tim Robbins plays his boss in this movie, and he's like, "They knew." And they did nothing. I <laughs> can't I, wait I, I, look,
2: to, uh, I can't wait for him to fall into the category of him just like being self-aware and just doing that in every movie, like Brad Pitt I, he, what, in every movie kind of thing.
1: You know, I, I like the genre. I I, yeah. I look forward to like when Hulk does it. When, <laughs> when, when like when like Galactus is coming around and and, <laughs> and he's looking to like Nick Fury and he's like, they knew <laughs> and we did nothing to stop Galactus. <laughs> classic Silver surfers here he gave us warnings <laughs> it would be crazy
2: if he's gonna get uh if if in the down the line he gets nominated and wins it can be worth for playing hulk with the, the new sequence
1: yeah, it'll be 30 years from now and he gets like this logan yeah. version of hulk it's, so yeah like, it's gonna, hulk. Be, that's gonna be like
2: the uh that's gonna be like the pull that they use for the for the oscars yeah. they it's, do! Like smart, it,
1: it's still smart hulk but he's gray yeah. now and he has like his glasses are really it's like it's like um De Niro at the end of Casino Thick Glasses. Like, (laughs) he's got, like, bottle caps on his face.
0: Oh, my God. And
1: he's like, they knew. (laughs) (laughs) They did nothing. Yeah. And Tom Holland presents him the Oscar and gives him a high five. Oh, my. Tom Holland, who's now, like, 40 years old. Exactly. All right. Uh, That was enough feedback. Wait, you got the question. Oh, what was your question?
0: Okay. So, in thoughts of, like, Mr. Rogers, because the TV show was, like, I think it had a three camera and then it went to single okay like it's production Mm -hmm. so would you go with single camera work or three camera work
1: for my own show
2: or yes you have your own show
0: yeah you and abe we
2: have our own show i would do a single cam
0: you do a single cam abe what would you do
2: uh i need to multi-cam so that i can look into the camera like jim from the office yes (laughs) that's a single cam
1: they're cutting a,
2: but yeah a single cam
1: a, a, a multi-cam is a sitcom
2: multi-cam would you be like yeah i know but uh, i would say that uh i'd prefer to have uh, a phone and just do single cam okay oh my gosh we're going, we're going ultra tight budget got it all right tangerine style
0: great question
2: thank you thank you for the question <laughs> that was feedback. thank you for submitting that question uh on a Bosch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, let's move on to... Uh, let's start wrapping things up here. Let's get to Out now, now. These are movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, streaming, and all that this week. Uh, let's see. Feel free to give a yay or nay as I go through these. On uh, Blu-ray and 4K this week, Angel Has Fallen. Sure. The they're going to make three more of them. I didn't get
0: to see that one, but okay. I
1: mean, late, it must be popular. They are. Uh, fun fact, this movie will end up making more money than Terminator. Terminator Dark Fate? The, the current Terminator, okay, I yes. I it. Yep. People like Mike Banning. <laughs> sure. Uh, let's see. Where'd you go, Bernadette? Uh, I heard mixed mixed reviews on this. Yeah, that's appropriate. It's okay. a mixed bag of a movie. Yeah.
0: Mixed
1: bag. Uh, the Upside. With, what is uh, this one again? This is one of Kevin Hart and Brian Cranston as a remake of the French uh,
2: movie. the French movie. Yeah, yeah the, the Intouchables. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to pass on this.
1: Yeah, I, I didn't like the original one, so like if I if I ever saw this, I'd be like, Well, I can't go there's only an upside it seems on my end here. Ah. But, um, uh let's see. Don't let go. Don't this let go of... why David Oyelowo did this one. It's like the Bloomhouse Tilt movie. It's like this it's like a time. It's like a time travel element in it. Right, yeah.
2: It's almost like uh it's almost like um Frequency. What's the one with Jim Caviezel and... Frequency. Frequency, yeah. It's almost like yeah. a frequency type thing. Yeah. He's
1: like trying to rescue like, his daughter. His niece, or his
2: niece. His niece. Yeah, played by like Reed the, Storm or Storm, Storm Reed. Storm
1: Reed, yeah, from... Uh, from... The, the Wrinkle in Time, time. yeah. A Wrinkle in Time. Wrinkle in time, there we go. Okay. And uh, Amazing Grace, the Aretha Franklin documentary. That's been... Uh, it's got a lot of great praise. Okay. Uh, let's see, on uh, TV, we got Blind Spot Season 4. Season 4? I've never even heard of this show. TV? <laughs> TV? Yeah. TV. good job for getting four seasons and uh mystery science theater 3000 season 12 a show that was just recently canceled yeah i heard about that or the netflix version the netflix like take on right. it right yeah. oh yeah that's out there now if you want to get the uh, home version uh criterion you have all about eve and now voyager okay uh arrow has a new version of robocop out this week Ooh, which is interesting a set yeah uh, and Shout Factory has uh, Dracula, the 1979 Dracula, Frank Langella and Lawrence Olivier and Donald Pleasance. There's the neat thing about this version is that it has the this is so like, if you're a fan of this movie, like it has the original color, the original like color timing version of the film, which has not been available forever. Mm. So like, if you want to see like how the movie was initially shot and how it was presented. At one time, like you can actually get that thanks to sh- to, to Screen Factory, cool. which is which is, it's a it's an impressive thing for like for like Dracula fans uh, to, in, to to see this version of the movie. Uh, new to streaming this week on Netflix, you have The Dragon Prince season three. I don't know what that is. That's the show from like the creators of the Airbender and uh, Korra. This is like their newest. Oh, it's, it's not, a new. It's not, uh, it's not set in that universe, but it's huh. the, it's those it's like those storytellers. It's like the it. show. Uh, let's see. Uh, End of Watch is on Netflix now. The David Ayer movie? Yeah, the David. A- yeah, his best movie. Was there a TV
2: show called End of Watch or something? But
1: yeah, It really is uh, his best movie. Mike Rubiglia has a new special, the yes, new one. I'm really excited to see that. Yeah, that comes out uh, around the time of
2: the recording. It's too bad that we don't live in New York, because I would have loved to go see that on the stage.
1: And The Irishman Ooh. is, of course, on Netflix as well. Um, on Prime this week, The Fanatic. This is the John Travolta starring movie directed by Fred Durst. Yeah, Limp Biscuit. So, I watched this movie because it was 90 minutes. Yeah, it was 90 minutes and I was doing other work. I'm like, I'll just put this on.
0: 90 minutes?
1: I know, it was a dream. Um. (laughs) It's longer than Ida. It it is longer than Ida. Oscar winner. What?
0: This is like 2019? Yes. And it's 90 minutes?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I'm not going to say it's good, but it is watchable. It, it it falls in that, like, that, that like, category of thriller where it's, like, guy that's obsessed with a person and he, like, stalks them or whatnot. And John Travolta, he has a ridiculous haircut and wardrobe, but, like, he gives it his all in his performance. Like, it, and Devin Sawa plays, like, the Devin person... Devin Sawa? Casper? Which is a fun... which is Casper, yeah, which is a fun reverse because he's he's Stan in the Eminem song in the video for that. Oh, movie. is that true? So now, okay. Yeah, so now he plays like the guy that they're stalking. So it's like, that's fun. That's a fun little thing. And it I mean, again, this isn't a great. It's not good, but it's like watchable, and it's like it's ninety minutes. It's made pretty well. I mean, I I I know Fred Durst of Biscuit has directed two other movies that are like dramas. <laughs> of Limp he's directed two other. He's directed I just said like that you movie. have to write that, or you have to you have to say that for the
2: listeners who might not. It's required. It's in, to. Con. it's in his It's in his writer. Yeah.
1: Uh, but like, it was it was interesting enough where it's like, well, it does the job for what it's trying to accomplish because right. there was a lot of people making fun of it because of just how John Travolta looks. It's like. Well, well yeah, no, he like
2: he's, he, he's he looks it, at me way but... because he's a deranged dude. Not, not
1: deranged, but he's like he, a strange he, he, dude. He's yeah, it's the, he has personality ticks yeah. to him for sure. And it's like, well, that's watchable. I can't, you know, can't count it out for that. But that's on Prime. Uh next week's show. That was not present, so no, no. Uh next week's show, we're talking Knives Out. Ooh. The upcoming Ryan Johnson Who Done It. RJ. RJ himself. Um RJ and, was just uh, on Douglas music. by the way, you should give it a listen. Okay. And uh, last thing to do here, what should people go and see now, and what do you plan to see next? Anna? Yes? What should people see in theaters right now?
0: Ford versus Ferrari, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, and that's it. What are you seeing I'm going to say 1917. But that's, that's not out yet. But I'm going to just say 1917 anyways.
1: What are you seeing next? I
0: don't know. Do we have something planned?
1: Well, either Knives <laughs> Out or Ginger <laughs> Rabbit. When's in Life? That's coming soon. Tomorrow. Oh.
0: Well then, I guess maybe there'll be something? Okay. <laughs> But so I don't have anything
1: really right now. All right, Abe. Hey. I'd recommend
2: uh, Georgia Rabbit, um, and I guess Knives Out. It's already out, but I haven't seen it yet. And then I, I'm gonna try and check out Parasite, like either today or tomorrow. All right, great.
1: Yeah, Ford vs Ferrari is pretty terrific. Uh, the Report, Fatim Driver is very good if you can find it. It's on Netflix like next week, or sorry, on Amazon next week, so it'll be out there. Uh, waves is really good if you can find oh, it. Waves, man. Okay. Yeah. And uh, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Yes, so much to catch up good. on. There's a lot out there. Yeah. yeah, And yeah. Next up, yeah, hidden life and Richard Jewell will be uh, coming soon enough. And oh. great with... trailer, by the way. It's it's the in the
2: running for like one of my top trailers of the year. The Richard Jewell, trailer? The Richard Jewell trailer. It's a good trailer. Yeah,
1: it's. A, I mean, like Eastwood tends to have pretty good trailers. Yeah,
2: right now the the top. I know this is not a category that we have and we're not gonna do like an award show for like the trailer, but the top trailer that we have that on my book right now is Last Black Man in San Francisco. That's like I've seen that trailer like at least
1: fifteen times. Great trailer. As far as this year goes? As far as this year goes. Yeah. It's a good yeah, it's a good trailer.
0: Nineteen seventeen.
1: Nineteen seventeen was a good trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the first trailer is pretty solid. This should be a list. <laughs> 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 we should reconvene with this. <laughs> All right, with all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode about now, with Aaron and Abe. You can find more of my work on my personal blog, thecodazeek.com. Everything I do ends up over there, but I am covering movies and some TV at We Live Entertainment. I'm also covering my Criterion Blu rays and other Blu ray reviews at lysablue.com, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Abe?
2: You can find more fun stuff over my Instagram, abe.mua, and twitter.com slash walrus moose, hashtag Samantha? Anna, where can people find more of you?
0: On Twitter, at right to recite spelled the word right, the number two, and then recite. Also, I got a notification. I was like, the other day, I had a tweet because it's like not notifying that I'm still around.
3: <laughs> okay. <what>? So, like,
0: <laughs> I was like, oh, it's like, is this email still good for this or else, you know, it's going to shut down type of thing? I was like, oh. So then I made a tweet the other day because I was doing um, some countdown of Christmas viewing on Hallmark Channel. All
1: right. You can find all the other episodes about now, name on iTunes, Boom, Spotify, and Stitcher. SoundCloud, Podomatic,
2: HSWLOD.
1: Feel free to email us at, notpodcasts at gmail.com.
2: Right on our Facebook wall,
1: facebook.com, slash notpodcasts, or tweet at us at, twitter.com, slash underscore podcast. And of course, there's our Instagram page, instagram.com, slash underscore podcast as well. And of course, go to iTunes as well to leave a rating and review. Uh, thank you, Anna, for joining us this week. Thank one. you, Anna. You're
0: very, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Good game. Me. Good win. I won! Uh-huh, you did I'm so excited. Uh-huh. I get a milkshake.
1: That's certainly possible.
0: Woo! <laughs> okay, let's end this.
1: With all that said, that's going to do it for this week's episode. So until we get the knives out next week, so long.
2: And goodbye.
0: Oh, you do have a knife out. they We'll have to see at the same time. Okay, we'll try this. Okay.
1: <clears throat> All right. Ready? Go okay. On.
0: Wait, what are we going to say? Are we going say... to say...
1: this week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we're talking A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Jojo Rabbit, or sorry, No, Frozen. Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Frozen 2, and Jojo Rabbit. Okay, got
0: okay. it. Wait, see the first part again?
1: A Beautiful Day... No, no. This week and Out Now with Aaron Got it. it. Okay. okay. All right, ready? <clears throat> One, two, three. This, this week on, on Out Now, now with Aaron and Abe. And Abe. Weird we're we're talk. talking. Okay, hold on.
0: <laughs> we're yeah, it said out way
2: faster than you guys did.
0: Just write it out. Right. How about Hit write it. it out? That way you're reading it and not thinking from memory.
2: Let's put some of the trailer for a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Are you Fred Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> Matthew <laughs> Reese. Rogers, <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm, I'm doing a story about you. What <laughs> <laughs> sound
0: like
1: this? Let's <laughs> <laughs> put some of the trailer for Frozen.
0: Papa, that was epic.